Hey. Hey, world. Right there. We're here. Hello, world, period. <laughs> you know, hello, world. Hello, world. I, I don't know if I do or not. It's like Maybe. the old, uh, like when the in the early days of computer programming, mm-hmm. like when they just started uh, like computer coding and like <laughs> HTML and that kind of stuff. Yes. That's, I don't know why, but that would, they would always write hello, world. They did? Yeah. In the code or like Like in they the would write the code so the text would be hello, world. Like when you open the screen to the computer, it would no. Like the opening I, it's just prompt. like uh, it's like if you are writing like a new piece of HTML code. The first thing was hello people world. will write like hello world in there as like a text placeholder. Oh, I don't know why. Why do you even know that? Because I'm a, a bit of a coder. <laughs> a bit of a coder. I've been you? doing some coding this week actually on some website stuff. So no kidding. Yeah, hello world program. Generally, is a computer program that outputs or displays the message "Hello World." All right, it's very simple in most programming languages, and often used to illustrate the basic syntax of programming language. Within the first minute of the show, you've taught everyone something, <laughs> and they should all be appreciative of that. Well, I'm sure they're really excited about it. Yeah, episode triple one. Ooh, one 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 is the episode we're on. It's a new day. It's a new night. It's a new podcast. Yes. Here we are. Is it? Is it like some kind of a milestone podcast for you? No, not at all. Just (laughs) one, one, one. I just thought it was a fun number. We're back on a Thursday night, too. That is is. exciting. This hasn't happened, I think, in months. Yeah. Like legitimately months, like before Thanksgiving. Honestly, I think it was like before October (laughs) since we've recorded on an actual Thursday night. So. Hopefully, this is our reg- regular scheduled programming time so that you guys can set your clocks to 8 o'clock on Thursday nights and, next, and always watch And next week, show. we're supposedly going to have a brand new guest. We're going to have a new first guest. First-timer. Yeah, big first-timer here. Get a here. first-timer over here. Yep, Patreon subscriber, big-time uh, fan, friend of mine for a long time. Yeah, me too. But I'm not going to release his name until he's here. Um, also, um, sponsor of the podcast. Yeah, and a sponsor. Uh, Erica just said, I just finished Clone Wars. Gonna go cry now. Congratulations. Now it's time to start. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Immediately into Star Wars Rebels. It is. You, after you get done with your cry, um, get into Rebels because it's going to change like your, the rest of your life. kind of a continuation. It's set, yeah. it's set later on, like, like quite a bit later on, but it's funny because, uh, we talk a lot. We've been talking so much about Clone Wars and Rebels. That my mom yeah. was like, I gotta watch these because she's a big Star Wars fan. Yeah. So she's like, I gotta watch these. So she started watching Rebels because we talk the most about Rebels, right? We do. Yeah. And so she got about halfway through the first season or two. I can't remember exactly where. And she's like, I feel like I need to watch Clone Wars. Do I need to watch Clone Wars? And I'm like, Yeah, you should you probably, probably watch should. it. Yeah. So she went back and she watched like all of Clone Wars in like a two days. <laughs> Jeez. Total. <laughs> And, and then she, the next time I saw her, she's like, so I did it. She's like, I'm like, what? She goes, I finished Clone Wars, and I feel like it funda- fundamentally transformed my life. <laughs> That's a huge statement <laughs> to say, oh, yes. especially over an animated TV show. So and it's that good, guys. Give it a shot. I mean, and at her age, it literally changed the course of her life now. Yeah. Maybe she's going to become a Jedi. I, I'll stress, if you're a Star Wars fan. Yes, you do need to be in the world of Star you Wars. You need to be a Star Wars fan 
to appreciate them. Yeah. It, I mean, if you've never watched any Star Wars before or generally didn't care for the movies, you're not, you're not going, going to, to like, like these it. shows. <laughs> so that's the basis of it. But at the end of the day, even if you are remotely a Star Wars fan, I think there's something there for you yes. in these shows, and they are very good. But we don't need to talk about them at length because we do almost every episode. <laughs> Um, I have a little bit of a... Erica says it's that good and then some. Right. It's all that in a bag of chips, folks. Yeah. Wasn't that like a 90s saying? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was like from Clueless or something. Yeah, it's one of the best. What what would that be? Uh, not a statement, but like a catchphrase? Yeah. Yeah. You ever played the, the game catchphrase? catchphrase? Oh, yeah, I have. Of course. Who it's, hasn't? I feel like it's one of those games that you never like sit down and actually properly play. It's right. always just like a, hey, there's that device. Let's pass it around like four times, and then we'll move on to the next thing. I feel like a lot of games are that way. Like yeah. um, the one where you, like Pictionary. Pictionary. Pictionary is that way. I don't know that I've ever sat down in my life and played a game of Pictionary. I We've tried. I, I've sat down and tried to play it, but something always gets in the way so to they where ha- it doesn't work. I almost got the kids for Christmas this year. I saw a new Pictionary, but it's like a just a pen, and somehow it hooks to your tv or something or others and you just do it in the air of course you and do. then it shows up on the screen because pen and paper is just not good enough anymore <laughs> so i'm looking at this i'm like man that that seems kind of cool but then i'm like there's no way the kids are going to be able to figure this out a and b it costs 15 dollars, so i just feel like it's not going to work yeah it's that cheap it was like a reasonable price it wasn't like a hundred dollars it was like right 20 bucks or 15 20 bucks does it write on a blank screen or I'm confused? You just, you just write in the air. I know, but on your TV, you'd have to have like an app up or something. I have no idea. Because I'm assuming you download an app and it, you bring that up. Or maybe you stick it into your TV after you're done. A thumbstick or something. Well, no, because they got to guess while you're drawing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how it works. Maybe there's a dongle. It's got to be a dongle. There's always a dongle, There's Jerry. always a dongle, and it's always getting lost. I w- listen, I want to go lose a dongle as back soon as in time it. to the creation of the word dongle. <laughs> See how and they did that. Give that guy a high five. <laughs> why, why did they name it that? I, it, it makes no sense. It's just a bunch of, guy, a bunch of people sitting around in the room like, Let's, what, we, we got this little thing that plugs into something. What do we need to call it? And somebody's just like, Dongle. It just it needs to be dongle. Let's make it so, mildly suggestive. <laughs> yeah, I know. It really is. Let's make it kind of seem like it's something a little shady. Right. Like, oh, talking about a dongle, huh? So here's the definition of it, because I just looked it up. A small device able to be connected to and used with a computer, especially to allow access to wireless broadband or use of protected software. I mean, they knew when they named it. They it was tongue in cheek, right? Because let's, let's just use it in another contest context. Look over there, Jim's got his dongle out. <laughs> yes. I mean, they knew that, right? They had to have. Absolutely, they knew that. I, I mean, that's all I think about. <laughs> dongle having your dongle out. <laughs> Every time somebody says it, I think about it being out. <laughs> I don't know why. But it says it was created in the 1980s. Yeah, that sounds right. About when computers were getting rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody is just laughing now. They're like, I called that thing a dongle. And, then, <laughs> and it took off it like mainstream. wildfire. <laughs> I think it's ridiculous. But good for him, you know? I bet you he was French. 
You think he was French? Yeah, had to have been. You think a lot of the early tech stuff happened with French people? Nope. I just think there was a French guy that said the word dongle one time, and they're like, oh, man, that's sexy. Sounds sexy because a French guy said it. So then the U.S. stole it, like they do a lot of things. And they so like it for some guys like, oh, we must madongo. Oh, we we madongo. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi? C'est choix. So, what is that? Uh, Moulin Rouge. Yes, but it's. Uh, do you want to go to bed with me? I think. No, I'm trying to think of. It's uh, Lady. Lady Marmalade? Marmalade, yes. That song. Is that for real? Yes. Oh, I just made that up. No, that's what it is. Lady... It's Lady Marmalade. Also, Obi-Wan... I believe they said Marmalade. Obi-Wan Kenobi is in that movie. Oh, yes. You and the, McGregor. The guy. I stayed in a hotel right next to Moulin Rouge in Paris. What? Yep. I stayed in the hotel right next to it. We couldn't afford any hotels, so we had to stay in the red light district because they were the cheapest places. And we were right next to Moulin Rouge. No kidding. Yeah. Did they have a lot of singing and dancing going on? I didn't see any singing or dancing. No? None? Nope. Swinging on Actually, know, one of our Snarf uh, patrons, uh-huh. our Snarf lords, yeah. was with me on that trip. Mm. Mr. Seedentop. Yeah. Not David because he doesn't do anything. <laughs> He's not even a friend. Anymore, so he won't be on the show. He won't be on the show. We need a every, we need a peer pressure campaign. We need yes, we need the county. We need states. We need different states involved. Maryland, looking at you. Texas, looking at you. You two have a lot of listens going on in those two states. You need to harass Mister Seedentop to get him on the show. Yeah, comment, um, email, whatever you need to do. Whatever you need to if do. If you get banned right. from Twitter. So be it. Whatever. They're good at it. They're good at banning people. Uh, Mr. Uh, Gutierrez says, the Silver Surfer is the best superhero. It's his birthday today, by the way. Oh. Well, then we got to give him that. Yeah, I know. I'll give you this one, Jay. I'm actually a really big fan of the Silver Surfer for having almost no knowledge about the character at all. I just... Really? I figured you would. You like... I mean, I have. He was a herald of Galactus. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember watching him in cartoons, like the old Fantastic Four cartoon from the 90s. Yes. Um, I he was always, in the second movie. Yeah, he was in the second. I always thought it was a super cool character, but, you know, that's about as far as it went. Like, look how cool that character is. I really like that character because he looks cool. Yeah, and that's it. He just kind of looks neat. He surfs on silver. Yeah. That's it. Uh, David says, uh, never, which is dumb. See the top fan badge. I don't. I don't see it. Does he have a top fan badge? He must if he comments on our stuff. (laughs) I didn't have money, so I had to stay in the red light district. Okay. (laughs) It's the truth, man. I was in college. I didn't have any money. Right. In college. Didn't have any money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You did. It was a shady area. I will say that. Really? Yeah. I didn't know places were shady in Paris. Yeah. I mean, Dirty. I've heard it's dirty. Very dirty. I have no ever desire to go back to Paris. Really? Yeah. The whole city is like dirty, not just that no, area? No, not the it? whole city. I mean, it was it's pretty, and we, we rented bikes. Did you fall in love while you were there? Fat Tire Bike Company. Nice. And we did like a bike tour. We didn't rent bikes. We took a bike tour, I should say. Okay. And that was awesome. We saw no, Notre Dame, Notre Dame. Notre Dame before, before it, it burned. burned. Yeah. yeah. Um, we went to the Louvre. 
Wow. Saw the Mona Lisa. You did? Yeah. It's like a postage stamp really far away with like 8,000 people in front of you. Oh, yeah. You can't get any close to it. We saw like the Venus de Milo, all that crap. Really? David. And you went into that little pyramid thing on the ground? Um, Isn't that the Louvre? Yeah, that's the Louvre. Louvre. Keep talking, because I got to figure out... uh, Was Nicolas Cage there stealing things? He... He's always everywhere, stealing everything. I know. Did you see him when they stormed the Capitol? No. Yeah, he was in there. He was taking, sneaking out. He was taking the Declaration of Independence back, man. It's that easy. I've seen a bunch of memes of him, of him like they've just pasted him in the background in the Capitol. What did you do? I made sure that I wasn't unplugging your sound system. but No, you didn't. You didn't unplug it at all. Apparently, Chris is having um, technical difficulties for no reason at all. Is your computer not charging? It is not. Oh, okay. Well, that's an issue because that controls our live stream, folks. And if that doesn't charge, then there's an issue. We're good. Is it standard that bathrooms in Paris have a bidet? Is that standard? I don't remember any bidets whatsoever. And I feel like I would remember that. I have never used a bidet. I did. I did. um, Yes, I have. Really? But the kind is it life changing? It's great. But I've never used the kind that's like separate from the toilet. I've used like bidet toilet seats. Yes. I've actually considered buying one because they're really inexpensive. Yeah, and and very good. A lot of famous people have these, and a lot of people on TikTok actually. It's a TikTok thing where everybody's talking about bidets. Yeah, they're great. Um. It seems like something I need in um, my life. No, I don't remember any bidets, but we, uh, me and Mr. Seedentop did uh, sit in some cafes, drink wine, and okay. eat. Uh, what did we eat? Oysters, maybe? I don't oh, remember. You need a bidet after that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand oysters. I just can't do them. Well, I've had them multiple different ways. They're you're just, wrong. They're not good. You're wrong. It's just a slime. It's a baggie of slime. Have try them cooked. Maybe you'll. Like I them. have had them cooked, and they're just like less slimy, but still chewy, and they don't taste like literally. It completely anything. changes the taste. They're completely taste different raw versus cooked. They taste like nothing. They taste like gelatinous. Not cooked. They have blobs. a strong flavor when they're cooked. Ugh. Anyway, like shellfish. Um, Rotten ass shellfish. <laughs> I don't understand why people like it. Amy and I have tried them so many times, and they're just not good. It's, it's a really dumb thing for people to eat. Who in their right mind picked up a shell out of the water, cracked it open somehow at the time, and then saw that glob of goo inside there and be like, man, I bet you that's good if with a little squeeze of lemon. <laughs> no, it isn't. It's not good. Get a little horseradish <laughs> on there. They probably saw the animals eating it. What so animals? You want to know uh, the interesting thing about... Uh, do they just hang out under the water watching things crack open oysters? No. Well, they do. When the tide comes up, they leave oysters there, and the birds go around, they crack them on rocks and stuff. Nobody saw that. Little otters, they crack them open. You think people sat around watching otters crack open Absolutely. oysters? Now, I don't know why they just didn't kill the otter. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather eat the otter than... Probably the, couldn't catch the otter. I, those probably don't taste very good either. I'm otters? Sure. Yeah. Probably oily. Well, I'm sure they are. They got oil all over them. So, um, olive oily oysters and other shellfish mm-hmm. are like super primitive, right? Yes, they're very primitive species. Yeah. So, 
uh, vegan, a lot of people argue that so vegans have problems getting enough protein. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people would argue that it's fine for them to eat oysters, which are very high in protein, because they're actually more simple organisms than plants. Oh, really? Yeah. I think you've told me this before, and I just probably on the podcast. Ian will point it out. Yeah, yes, Ian will tell us. Oh, is this just <laughs> oyster talk again, <laughs> or shellfish talk? <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, no, that's that was it. it. So oh. they're actually more primitive than plants. Well, first, plants are more complex than people think, but it's okay to kill them and eat them. Right. Yeah, if we could just chomp Fucking on a salad. vegans. That's what I was gonna say. I mean, come on. I mean. I, I understand vegetarianism, like if you want to be a vegetarian, but vegan, like all animal-based products you won't Yeah, eat. like even cheese and milk and eggs. That's what I mean, but it's like your... Eggs are like nature's perfect food. They really are. Little capsules of delightful golden goodness. I have many of them. My chickens are starting to lay a lot of eggs now. I love when somebody really dumb makes the argument that like when you eat an egg, you're killing a baby chicken. But you're not. It's like they're gonna lay that no matter what, and it won't grow till to. But do here's the thing about dumb people without Jerry, a rooster around. They're dumb regardless. Here's what really aggravates me: is so many people believe you have to have a rooster in order for them to lay eggs. So many people believe that. When I first got chickens and we're talking about them at work, everyone kept saying like, "Well, you're gonna you gotta get a rooster to have eggs." Hmm. No, no, you don't. (laughs) I didn't know that was a thing, that people believed that. Yeah. But very many people do. And I'm just here to clear the air a little bit, clear it up for you. You do not have to have a rooster. From your local chicken farmer. Yeah. Yes. Cage-free. Hope you don't mind a pay and change. (laughs) Non-hormone, antibiotic-free, free-range, gluten-tolerant or gluten-free. I don't know. It's everything that is a label. That's what these are. So I'm going to charge about $18 an egg. There you go. I think it's fair. Yeah. I mean, you can buy a dozen eggs for about a dollar at the grocery store. Oh, but but those are full of hormones (laughs) and antibiotics. Egg hormones. Yeah. They inject through the shell antibiotics in them to keep them so they don't get sick. So the egg doesn't get sick. The other day, Marley was asking me something like, uh, how long the eggs last after the sell-by date? Because we had some eggs that were like... Three weeks past the date, and I was going to make hard-boiled eggs. She's like, you can't do that. I go, it's a sell-by date. Mm-hmm. So she's like, but it's like three weeks ago. I go, they're good for like months after the sell-by date. Yeah. Turns out I was right. They're good for like five to eight weeks after the sell-by date. Oh, really? Something like that. So mine, so fresh eggs, you can just keep out and around. Like you don't ever have to refrigerate them. Yeah, if you go to Mexico, they don't refrigerate their eggs. Europe, they don't refrigerate anything in Europe. Um, they also eggs. don't refrigerate their milk a lot of times. It's irradiated. Right. Because, well, they pasteurize it up to like over 300 degrees or something like that. And uh, we don't here in the United States. We only pasteurize it up to a certain degree that isn't high enough. So they can keep it out longer without refrigeration. And then with eggs, like all, all eggs are washed thoroughly before they ever go anywhere. And it takes off the, uh, what's it called? Plume. Um, it takes the plume off. It's like a bit bacterial coating from the chicken that keeps them fresh. So I never refrigerate any of the eggs that I get until I fill up cartons, but they'll be sitting out on the counter for 
You can have them literally sitting out for months, like three to four months, and then you can refrigerate it and it will elongate that time by another three to four months. So eggs can be fresh for six to eight months without any problem whatsoever. Yeah. And by the time you get them in the store, they're already like two months old. Most of the time, they're already like over a month old by the time you get them in a store. So that's also why you should buy my eggs because they're going to be four times fresher than what you could ever get. You, another thing that lasts forever that people don't realize is apples. Yeah. If you keep them like out of the sunlight, they're good for like a year. Don't put them in a brown paper bag. No. And you never keep apples and bananas next to each other. Yeah, I knew that. Same with onions and potatoes. Don't keep onions and potatoes next to each other because they'll make each other I went rot. To, Marley went to get an onion for dinner the other day, and it had a legit two-foot stem, on stem it. coming <laughs> out of it. I'm like, I think we let these ones sit a little yeah. long. <laughs> but onions are really old when you get them, too. Yeah. Um, they set the, those are sitting inside of like big flat storage for a long time with air on them. And another thing, orange juice is not even real. Well, it, I mean, it, <laughs> it is real. It's a thing, Jerry. Is it? But it's, oh. they keep it in vats at the Tropicana plant and they can store that shit for like years. Right. Because it's not real orange juice. Well, synthetic. No, it's it's made from real oranges. Uh, I think it's from concentrate. Real Florida oranges. <laughs> I think it's concentrate. Maple syrup's another one. They keep it. They have vats of it in Canada. That's, That's their just, backup currency. They're on the they're on the maple syrup. It's just homogenized vegetable oil. <laughs> Hydrogenated. They don't have hydrogenated Fort vegetable Knox oil. full of gold. They got Did, like Fort Nukes. <laughs> Head over to the Fort Nukes. <laughs> Gotta get over there. It's, over for this it, year. It's about five miles past the uh, Tim Hortons. <laughs> yeah, pass over there by the Tim Hortons over there. Uh, <laughs> you got to uh, get by the armed guards, though, because, you know, there's 55,000 gallons of maple syrup in there. Uh, eh? Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can say. Eh? Um, have you seen maple syrup, like, in its raw form? Because it looks exactly like water. Um, you can make, you can get maple syrup here. You can mm-hmm. tap uh, sugar maple. Right. But yeah, it, it looks comes like out water. it looks like water. Yeah, The sap is very thin and watery. Yeah. But they, like real, if you buy like real maple syrup, it's very thin. It's not this thick shit like you get from... It like, is thinner, but it's got to be processed down. Like you boil it down yeah. and cook off a lot of it to get it thinner and, the, and caramelize the sugars in it to make it like that golden color. But a lot of them I've watched that they have a new process now where they keep the taps in year-round. A lot of times they tap a tree only when it was running, when like the sap was running, like because trees apparently run sap at certain times. Yeah. Or, you know, like I obviously do know, when Jerry. they go dormant. I actually do yeah. know that. So, and they'll take the taps out after a certain time and then put them back in. Well, now they have taps that they're leaving in the tree and they connect bags to it because... Um, what they started capitalizing on is like in the winter time when they go dormant and then all of a sudden you get like a warm day, they'll start moving sap again yep. and they'll be able to collect it on the days that they never were. Little be able known to fact. That's why your red Frost maples crack. and silver maple or silver maples too, to a certain extent. Sugar maples, that's why they crack in the winter. When you get a warm day, they start moving sap and then it freezes at night. Yeah. And that sap expands and it cracks the Base of the it tree. happens to almost every. That's why you wrap them. Red maple, yeah. Isn't doesn't that help? Yep, wrapping because, your yeah, young trees. Yeah, it does because it keeps them cool, colder. Um, but they 
they've got these bags. It's like a blue bag, and it doesn't let ultraviolet light in either. So um, they just connect these bags, snap it. It's like a quick connection. And then they walk around and check if the bags are filled, take them off, dump them out, put them right back on. Looks pretty sweet. So I think we need to get in. They don't it. have to take the tap out. We're going to get honeybees. Little known We're fact. We're going to start sap harvesting. The craze of the early 2000s, like those tap out shirts, uh-huh. it all had to do with maple syrup. <laughs> it had nothing to do with anything it was, else. It was like, take your taps out, folks. Yeah. Before it was we, a, It was a... Like a reminder. Yeah, tap out. The tap, the tap out company. It's like, listen, September, tap out. Yeah. And <laughs> then it just got picked up by like D-bags. And right. A lot of wrong. guys, I used to work with a guy that wore tap out shirts all the time. And he always talked about like, yeah, meet me in an alley. See what happens. His last name was Alley, actually. He you, said, you probably shouldn't say that. Oh, no, nobody knows. Nobody, just because I said his last name's Allie, nobody, there's a lot of people's last name are Allie. But he also claimed that it used to be Mick Alley, but the Irish were looking for him, so they dropped the Mick. And then he also said he was related to Kirsty Alley, but his family didn't talk to her because she became so famous they didn't like her anymore. Uh, that tracks. He also said that he saw a 100-foot bird that flew over the dam, prehistoric bird flew over the dam. He saw the Grim Reaper follow a guy around one time he could talk to ghosts he turned into a winged panther when he was 16 years old and tore apart a uh tree house <laughs> all of these i used to work with him a lot and these are the stories he would tell me um he's pending charges in will county we're being told yes he knows him <laughs> uh did chris get a teardrop tattoo nope i got an ed hardy one <laughs> an ed hardy I tattoo got an ed hardy tattoo right on, on my chest, chest. You'll never see it. Well, no. It's I got Ed Hardy on one peck, and I got Tap out on the other peck. <laughs> There's got to be another one. Um, what are what's one of those other shirts that people used to wear? Or you used to put on? Did you wear Jenko jeans? I did Jenko not, no. jeans. I did. I knew some people that wore Jenkos or Boss Boss jeans. Yeah, Bosses. There was a kid in, in middle school that wore Boss jeans, and then he had a Boss shirt, and it was like half yellow. And half black, so we'd always call him the Bumblebee. The Bumblebee Boss. <laughs> Bumblebee Boss. I was more of a chains were big wallet chains. I was more of a Gap or Old Navy guy. Yeah, myself because that's what I was bought. I was like a J.C. Penny. Yeah, or my. I remember going to the Big Dog store all the time because my dad would buy larger clothes at the big dog store. And I remember one of the, do you remember that company? Yeah. Big dog. And they'd have different shirts that said like, one of them was like, if you can't hang with the big dog, stay on the porch. <laughs> I always remembered that. So I always say that to my dad. I, I wore a lot of the, like once I got a little older. Oshkosh bagash. I did when I was a kid. Of course you did. When I was in high school, I'd wear like the, I went like the the Pacific Sun wear route, unfortunately. Mm, like I Quicksilver see. and uh, Hurley. Spencer's? Did you ever go to Spencer's and buy cool shirts? I never bought shirts at Spencer's, but I'd oh, buy why? like trinkets, of course. Or I No, you know what I'm thinking of? Hot Topic. Hot Topic. Hot Topic for your band shirts. That no, you had to I mean, buy. no, because when I was of that age... They weren't selling that crap. They mainstreamed out a little bit later and started selling like... Oh, really? And now they're selling like nerdy stuff. But back then, it was like a goth store. Yes, it was. And then they slowly became like a punk rock store, and Uh then they slowly became like a nerd store. Really? Yeah. Maybe I'll have to go there. I'm kind of a nerd. Yeah. 
I don't know if I would know go there. I mean, uh, Kevin Smith's got an exclusive deal with Hot Topic. He does? Yeah. For what? Clothing. Huh. Like Jay and Silent Bob clothing and stuff. I didn't know this. We got a lot of... Uh, um, FUBU. For us, by us. He, he said, uh, your friend also said Ohio is Washington State on a map. I mean, some people are just bad at geography. Correct. I yes. can't, <laughs> I can't fault him for that. Um, Cobra Kai, if Johnny Lawrence fought Chosen, who you got? I have no idea who Chosen is. So, Yeah, I don't know who that is either. Chosen with a Z. I'm going to get that tattooed on my back next. <laughs> Chosen? Yeah, I'm going to go Ed Hardy on one left pack. <laughs> yeah. Tap out on right pack, chosen on the back. No one's going to mess with me at the pool. <laughs> Absolutely not. When I'm hanging out. Like, holy cow, look at that guy. When I'm hanging out with my shirt off next to the kiddie pool, yeah. none of them dads are messing with me. <laughs> no, but the police will be there right away. If you're hanging out, <laughs> if you are hanging out with next to the With my children. Oh, okay, I get it now. I thought you meant you're just going to the pool, hanging out next to the no. pool. <laughs> like, I didn't know why. I have three children, Jerry. That's true. You do. I forgot about them. I'm sorry. But yeah, you would be hanging out next to the kiddie pool with your sweet tattoos. Oh, he's the villain in the second Karate Kid. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I have no memory of the second Karate Kid. You but I'm a I. huge fan of Cobra Kai. And I... We know this. I like the original Karate Kid. I, I've seen the second one. I don't remember it. I even like yeah. the Jaden Smith one. With Jackie Chan, that wasn't bad. It's either. not bad. I like Jackie Chan a lot. Yeah. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah. Very capable. Huge movie star in yeah. China. He is in China. I mean, in the U.S. too, of course. Have you seen Rush Hour? I never liked that movie. No? I'm not a huge Chris Do Tucker fan. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? And that's why I'm not a fan <laughs> of Chris Tucker. Because <laughs> that's how he speaks the whole time. I kind of like him in Fifth Element. Was he in Fifth Element? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was with the hair. Yeah. I forgot about that. What happened to him? I don't know. What did happen to him? Chris Tucker. He apparently does not make movies anymore or TV shows because nobody sees him. Okay. He did not come back in season three of Cobra Kai. I just watched season three of Cobra Kai. Chosen? I don't know who this Chosen is. I don't need... I mean, look him up. He's the villain in the second Karate Kid. He came back in season three of Cobra Kai. You literally just talked about this last week and never said the word Chosen. Chosen Taiku. Oh, yeah. When he goes to uh, Okinawa. Yes. Okay. So you're wrong. They, no, I, I guess I didn't. He, he's 100% right. Yes, I'm wrong. Okay. I didn't know that was his name. That's the issue. I didn't oh. know if you would have said the Japanese guy. You're not part of the karate kid I lore. Guess. I don't know. I guess not. I guess not. Yeah. And then he said, it's when Daniel goes back to Okinawa. Yep. All right. That was a good scene. That was a good episode. Sure. Anyway, let's get on to some news. Um, well, I have a Snarf Recommends real quick. Ooh. And you know how you were talking about a long time ago, many, many moons ago, many, many episodes ago, we were talking about pizza. And your favorite pizza was Geo's. Correct. So recently, now that I'm back at the Dresden Island, Lock and Dam, uh, the Coal City Geo's will deliver out there. Yeah. New I've ownership, had, though. I've had Geo's pizza many, many times now. Um, before I left there and after, and, and it's fine. It's just, it's fine. It's good for lunch when you're in a pinch and you need to eat something and they're going to deliver to you. I'll eat it. But recently, I found out there's a pizza place in Wilmington that will deliver to the lock, and a few people told me, you absolutely need to get it. It's very good. So I ordered from there. 
It's called Fox's Pizza and Bakery in Wilmington. You ever been there? I've never even heard of it. I just found out about it. And they have a deal for $33. You can get an 18-inch pizza, um, any... What's it say? Any kind of beef roll or like meat roll, any kind that you want. They have like ham, uh, turkey, barbecue beef, barbecue chicken. Um, you can get any you one of those. You just got to go with the beef roll. Yes, you get the beef roll. So I got an 18-inch pizza, a beef roll. You get a two-liter, a pop, whatever you want, and you get a bakery item. They've got brownies, chocolate chip cookies, different breads, um, and I ended up getting the brownies. Now, mind you, they give you a to-go box, uh, with six brownies in them, like they're like four by four brownies, and you get six of them in there, and you get all of this stuff delivered to you for $33. That's cheap. Oh, and a bag of chips comes with it, too. All that in a bag of chips? Legitimately with a bag <laughs> of chips um, for $33. And then I, then I tried it. Then I started eating it. Their pizza is phenomenal. The beef roll was exquisite, and the brownies gave me diabetes. <laughs> You should reach out to them and try and get them to put a franchise in the Mazan market. I think you're right we because could bring they're one to Mazan. very good. It's a bakery too. Perfect. That's, I think amazing. I, I loved everything about it. I highly recommend them if you want good pizza, good beef rolls. That's the thing. Like I love a good beef roll, and it was good because they added things to it. They put cheese in it. They put like you can add different things, but there was like green onion or um, not green onion, green pepper. Uh, tomato, strangely, and uh, an onion, but it was man, it was my jam. I'm gonna go it. to this place. I ate until I felt terrible. I'm in. Um, but their pizza, their pizza was where it was they at. just opened in September. That's awesome. Oh, they did. Yeah, I didn't know that at all because they, we've had a. I felt I feel like there was a menu inside the. Uh, at the lock inside the office for a while. Well, check it out. And if you like it, um, reach out to the owners and tell them that um, Mazan, Illinois needs a franchise. And Snarf recommends them. And Snarf recommended them. Yes. So that was my Snarf recommend. So news. In T-minus three and a half hours, a new TV show will be released. Yes, sir. And it's a two-episode release, two-episode premiere on Disney+. Plus. And it is called WandaVision. If you're listening to the audio podcast last Friday, um, WandaVision finally aired. We've been hearing about this show for a long, long time. Yeah, a couple of years, um, two or three years. And it is finally out. Now, there have been preliminary reviews of this come out from Rotten Tomatoes. And take Terrible. A, take a wild guess at what it's scoring right now. 95%. Correct. Dead on. 95%. And it says, uh, so one reviewer said, uh, part loving homage to TV history, part off-kilter mystery, WandaVision is a wonderfully weird and striking, strikingly bold step into a small screen for the MCU and a perfect showcase for Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany. I like Elizabeth Olsen. So do I. A lot. Much better than her sisters. Seems like she's much more level-headed. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. She's not related to Mary Kate and Ashley, is she? They are her sisters. Stop talking. That is not true. It's okay. It's one hundred percent true. Is that true? She is the younger sister. Is Elizabeth? No way. Of the Olsen twins. Yes. That's crazy to me. That blows my mind. I did not mind. know you didn't know that. No, I didn't. And she is. She's a younger sister, and she somehow looks older. older. Yeah. 
But they are frail and... They are so... I don't know. I don't like to talk about people's looks, but they look weird. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) they do. They just went a different road. I think it was from the child stardom that affected them. A lot of people... They're like some of the most successful people in Hollywood. They are because of their clothing line. Clothing and makeup and all this bullshit. Plus, they owned like all those movies they made. Yes. They like produced oh, they them. Did, they, had, they? they were producers at like eight years old. That's wild. Yeah. But I just feel like it gets to you. I wonder like, how often... Child they, stars have issues. I wonder how often... I don't think they have issues. They've never displayed any issues. They've been Besides like... Besides drugs. Big, I don't think they were into drugs. One of them was. Well, one of them. Mary I mean, Kate? You only need one, Jerry. <laughs> They're twins. So they always they can rotate. That's true. Mary Kate had a real big problem with drugs. I wonder how many times so, they a day they say how rude. <laughs> how rude. <laughs> I bet you they don't say it at all anymore. Um I cannot believe that now that you say it she looks a lot like them. Right. They're uber rich. Yeah. Like billionaires. Mm, I don't know if they're billionaires. I think they might be billionaires. You never hear about it. You always hear about female billionaires and I've never heard about them being a female billionaire. Um, we're going to find out. I don't think they are. Hundred millionaires. Hundred, 500 million is their net worth. Told you. They're not even close. I mean, halfway there. If they would have just put that 500 million in Tesla stock. Right. They, they would do a much better job at investing. They'd be like, I'm sure that's what they're worried about. 10 billionaires. <laughs> I'm sure they're worried about it. They're only worth 500 million. That's chump change. Really? Honestly, that's a joke. It's a joke, Ashley. Now, you're being upstaged by your much better younger sister. Well, yeah, but their younger sister is not worth $500 million. She's worth $500 million in my heart. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, she's got an incredible show coming forward tonight at midnight, I think. I think it's at midnight. I just know it's on the 15th. Well, it looks like I'll be watching Um, it tonight. It will be released on Disney+. Plus, So I'm excited for that. It's a week-to-week show. I don't know how many episodes are coming. I'm assuming eight to ten. Right? I don't know. That feels yeah. right. Um, but it's a two-episode premiere, so you're going to get one hour worth of TV right off the bat. Okay. Uh, one I got in here that I was bring, waiting for next week was two new DC movies a year are to release exclusively on HBO Max going forward. Two new DC movies a year. They are beginning to put in motion plans to greatly expand the franchise with two movies a year on HBO Max in addition to theatrical releases. Wow. That means they have to have a lot more in the works than we know about. Yeah, I don't know at what point this starts, but... Well, I mean, so Batman is coming out next... They're going to have to make something better than Wonder Woman 84. Uh, I don't really think it'd be hard to do. I mean, you can make... You can make another Free Willy, and I think it would be better than Wonder Woman. These films were focused on smaller, riskier characters like Batgirl and Static Shock. Well, I know they got the Flash movie coming out. They've got the Batman movie coming out. They need to make a Swamp Thing movie. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have to show... I'm not getting excited about anything unless they can show they can make a decent movie. I, that's the problem. They can't. Right now, they can't. Yeah. They can't prove that they can. So, I mean, the new Batman movie, I think, will be decent. I'm worried about the Flash movie because it's had so much, like, drama around it all the time. And do you see how, you know, Ray Fisher, he, he was the actor that played Cyborg? Listen, I've been following this. I can't stand that guy. That I don't guy have anything to do with is it. tearing everybody down. 
talks behind everybody's back. Reports are being made from him, like like wild accusations. Yeah, like incredible accusations. Why does why would one think this would be a good idea for your career? How is this going to propel they your are, career? They already uh, said they dropped his character out of the Flash movie. Yeah, he's gone. And then he started saying, like, my, it wasn't just, like, a cameo appearance. I meant a lot to that movie. And now they're going to have to reframe the entire movie because they dropped me out of it. Maybe that's true. But shut up. They don't care. <laughs> they are getting you out of there because you keep speaking. Apparently. And making stuff up. Might be. Jeff Johns might be getting canned because of him. Really? That's what I heard. Oh, see, I, he had said some things about Jeff Johns and then Jeff Johns came out and was talking like, obviously this is an absolute lie. And it, and I had seen where Warner brothers backed him. Yeah. Was, I don't know. Was backing Jeff Johns on the claims and whatnot. Let's go on. Uh, speaking about Warner brothers, but Warner brothers and legendary have been in a bit of a battle over this HBO max release deal. So how Warner Brothers kind of just came out and said, we're releasing our entire slate of movies in 2021 on HBO Max. Legendary, one of their filmmakers, didn't know about it. And a lot of the directors and everybody, nobody knew that they were going to do this. They just made so the Legendary, decision. Because Legendary is a production company. Yes. So they make movies for Warner Brothers or they make movies and sell them to Warner Brothers? They make them f- for Warner Brothers. Or is it that they make movies and Warner Brothers is their distribution partner? It could be either way. Yeah, they've they're distribu- distributing these movies without telling them that they were going to do this. They never let anybody know oh, that they so, were going to release. So they already have HBO like Max. probably have signed contracts with Warner Brothers, and now Warner Brothers yes. is basically doing this. So, um, but then now, now they got into big like heated arguments about it, and they weren't going to allow them to do it with Godzilla vs Kong. Um, but apparently now they are going to let them do it. Um, and it is going to be released on HBO Max after multiple talks. But Godzilla vs. Kong, it, like I said, it is going to stream on Netflix. But they think it's because Netflix, or uh, not Netflix, it's going to stream on HBO Max. But it's because Netflix offered $200 million to stream it. Um, and then they were like, nope, we're going to do it before you can offer any more money. Wow. That's um, a lot of money. Yes. Uh, but as of right now, there's no word on whether or not Dune is going to stream on HBO Max. So Dune is, yeah, is produced by Legendary. Yes. And, and they're suing Warner Brothers. They're against it, but also it's like being pushed by Denis or Denis Villeneuve or Villeneuve. I have to say it 17 times before I get it right. French Canadian. Um, but he wants. Um, he doesn't want it to be released on HBO Max. He just wants to go out in theaters because he's claiming it is his best movie. I'm in. That's what he's saying. Speaking of uh, $200 million and Netflix being ridiculous. for And they offered that for Godzilla vs. Kong. <laughs> They're offering $200 million just, just for the streaming rights. to how much money these people are making. I don't think people have an idea how big Netflix is. People I mean, think of Netflix as just like, whatever. It's a gigantic company. Look at their capitalization, their stock. Oh, I know. It, it's been around for a very long time now. Yeah. But in those years that it's been around, it's just keeps like quadrupling in profit. Like the profit they are making off of all of this stuff is unbelievable. I just don't understand how you can make that much money, though, 
solely on a streaming platform? Don't you have to do that by getting more and more subscribers? Like that's the only way they're making profit, right? Um, yeah, I mean, Netflix's net worth is $194 billion. I think that might be bigger than Disney. That's pretty big. $194 billion. Yeah, what's Disney worth? I'm going to find out. Tell us. Um, da, 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 da. 200 uh, billion. I don't know. I, I'd have to do a little more digging. But it's in that ballpark. It's got to be. Um, so Netflix just paid, or Amazon just paid, Chris uh, $200 million for a Chris Pratt sci-fi film, The Tomorrow War. Really? Yeah. So Amazon's getting in. And now Amazon is worth more than all of those companies combined times two. That's insane. That is insane to me. <laughs> but uh, so they can do whatever they want because they're legitimately one of the biggest corporations in the world. Um, so you think they're worth like $500 billion? I think they're pushing a trillion. There's not been a trillion dollar company yet. They're talking in this last run-up of Tesla to 800% over the last year. Yeah. The Tesla might become the first trillion-dollar company, which everybody's like is a joke because they're clearly not worth that much. Mm-hmm. But Amazon's right there. Amazon, wow. Google, I mean, they're, they're there. Pretty close. Anyway. Elon uh, Musk, he's the new richest man in the world. If you have $100 billion, mm-hmm. Netflix, what, almost $200 billion, $200 million, it's like nothing. Right. Well, it's like nothing, but if you're offering it just for one movie's streaming rights, I mean, that's, that's quite a bit. I read something that Netflix in 2021 is, going, is releasing one original movie every day of the year. Yeah, I did see that too. Every single day of the year Isn't they're releasing insane? a movie. So that means they've bought everything. Every movie. Yeah, Amazon Studios poised to land the Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt. Which uh, is what? I mean, the is price it of the Chris film is rumored to be roughly $200 million, but insiders stress the sale has not been finalized yet. Um, is this been made by Chris Pratt, or it's a Chris Pratt idea, or he's just... I, I don't know, but it was screened for Netflix, Apple, and Amazon. Really? And Netflix got it? No. Amazon got it. Oh, Amazon got it, you said. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is I'm surprised Amazon isn't more competitive. I mean, they're competitive and they're putting out pretty good programming. But Amazon bought how, a lot, spent a lot of money to buy that Borat movie. Um, they bought Coming to America, the new yeah. Coming to America, and the Michael J- B. Jordan movie Without Remorse in recent months. So I don't know what that is. I don't know either. But so it's And then, of course, the whole Lord of the Rings thing. I like how Amazon just gets in this on a whim. That's what blows my mind. I know. Amazon's just like, all right. I mean, Jeff Bezos is just like, man, I'm just going to start doing that now. It, right. <laughs> they can do anything that they want. Yeah. He, like you said, the company is so enormous. They can get their hands into literally anything. I'm really surprised they haven't figured out how to do shipping across the country quicker than what they do. I mean, it's already very, very fast. I mean, you can get four-hour delivery in, to Morris. Not right now, you can't. Well, not right now. Everything is screwy because of the But I'm saying like pandemic. I'm just saying like I'm surprised they haven't put it enough money into shipping yet to be able to get it to be like same day shipping on anything you want. Um okay. Amazon because that's hit, coming. Did hit um a trillion dollars in value. 
They did. Yeah. I think they're still behind Apple. I think Apple's still a bigger company. Wow. That was in 2018. So you were way wrong. Yeah. In 2018, wow. it's pushed a trillion, and the stock was worth 2000 and now it's worth like almost 4000 So it's doubled that now. So it must be Holy pushing $2 trillion. That's incredible. Yeah. For a whole company. Um, okay. Uh, so next little bit of news moving on here is that um, a site just today uh, accidentally leaked a new image of the Riddler from the new Batman movie coming up. But that in and of itself wasn't that exciting to me. But what was kind of exciting to me is that it is being released. The image is being released on a Mountain Dew bottle, and it's a new flavor of Mountain Dew even. And they're calling it Riddler's Brew. And it's a bluish bottle with like a green label and a green cap, obviously. But just seeing the bottle and that it's called Riddler's Brew has sold me. It's like, man. Uh, Give me some Riddler's Brew. I don't really want to try that. And it reminded me, this is, I had like flashbacks of my childhood when I saw it because it reminded me of um, a Gatorade flavor that was called Midnight Rush. I remember that, yeah. It was like a black bot. It was like a black liquid is what it was. Why you would ever let somebody buy a black liquid (laughs) to drink is beyond me, but it was the greatest Gatorade flavor of all time. And then they just up and got rid of it. I looked at, I looked this stuff up on eBay and people are selling selling Midnight Rush in like like four packs uh because they never made them in the in the regular like twist off cap bottle they only made them in the squirt top bottle and like where you twist it and squirt it you yeah. know um but they're selling them on eBay they've been out they haven't been made since like the late 90s or 2000s but I kind of want it I'm in. Buy some. I don't know how we'll much. We'll do it on I don't the remember air, how on much air. it costs. Oh, it, we're not drinking it. You're going to drink it? Yeah. Let's drink it on air. It's just sugar water. It should be fine, right? Yeah, of course it's fine. Plus the dye. I mean, the dye would be, you know, maybe it might kill you. I, I want to try Riddler's Rush. But Riddler's if they Brew. Make it in, Riddler's Brew. If yeah. they make it in a zero, that's the only way I'm drinking it. I don't know. Well, I'm going to try it no matter what. Riddler's Brew Zero, I'll take <laughs> I I don't know. You're drinking it. Just, it. Jerry, oh yeah, Riddler's Brew. I'll drink. Jerry I'm talking does about the Midnight do, Rush. People, he does the. I do. used to do the do, all the time. I haven't drank a Mountain Dew in a long time, but that used to be my lifeblood. The other day, I got a Mountain Dew Zero, and it was phenomenal. You want to know why I had teeth problems in high school, where I had cavities a lot? Mountain Dew. That's why. And the de- the dentist even told me they're like, "You quit drinking Mountain Dew, you won't have as many cavities." I quit drinking Mountain Dew. Tu- Mountain Dew. No problems with my teeth whatsoever. Because they all fell out. Right. And I have dentures. Wooden teeth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I got the old George teeth. All right. What else you got? Um, so that happened. All right. I'm just going to give a little bit of a like a warning before I read this Uh-oh. bit of a story. This is strange. What I'm going to tell you is strange. I and like it's, strange. And it's not something you hear often. Really, you don't hear about this ever. Is it PG-13? Because you're really scaring me. Um, Yeah, I think it's PG-13, but it's... Well, that's bullshit because this show's NC-17. Yeah! It's pushing that. It's just very strange. And it caught me way off guard when I read the story. Um, And I 
had to put it on our news because it's not anything that you're hearing about in the news right now. Uh, and I feel like people need to know about this because <laughs> it is weird. Uh, so Army Hammer, he's an actor, right? Yeah, he was which is the uh, best name ever. Yeah, incredible name. He's uh, He was in Lone Ranger, um, and it also makes no sense that he wasn't. I always thought that he should be a superhero, like Superman, or he just has the look about him. He does. Um, Batman. I, he'd be a great Batman. That's who I thought. That's who I thought should play Batman before Ben Affleck got picked. Was so Army I, Hammer. I don't think he's going to get hired for many things. Why? What did he do? Um, no, he dropped the hammer. No, this is all. Uh, it's allegations that it hasn't been a hundred percent confirmed that this was from him. Um, but the controversy began, I'm going to read this when a screenshot of hammers, private messages, uh, which had yet to be verified, but it, his girlfriend, his ex girlfriend chimed in on this and I'm going to read that in a minute. So it sounds kind of legit. Uh, they leaked online and it suggests that the social network actor uh, was into sexual fantasies involving cannibalism. And it says, uh, I am 100% a cannibal. I want to eat you. That's scary to admit. I've never admitted, it, admitted that before, but I want to eat you. <laughs> what does that mean? He wants to eat human flesh. And Maybe then that's said, not what he meant. Maybe oh, oh no! Was... Well, it gets worse. And then uh, it says Hammer backed out of a, a movie after this stuff came out. And then now his ex-girlfriend that just broke up with him two months ago, uh, Courtney Vikovich, uh, says it added fuel to the allegations regarding the cam- cannibalism fetish. And it says, he said to me he wants to break my ribs and barbecue and eat it. But, I mean... That's strange. It, it's strange, but that doesn't mean he's being serious. Um, and then it says, he says, I want to take a bite out of you. If I had a little cut on my hand, he would suck on the cut and lick it. That's, I mean, that's weird. weird. <laughs> that's, it's all very weird, but also it could be like misinterpreted. It could be. Without the context. I'm just saying, you know what like, I mean? If you take, there's a lot of things if you take out of context. Right. They seem crazy. Sure. I mean, that seems crazy. I'm, I'm just not, saying. I'm like, not trying to defend him. Yeah, yeah, I'm just no, playing no, no. devil's advocate here. I'm not trying to say that he is a cannibal. I'm just saying this story stuck out to me because how often do you hear about this? About Never. cannibalism? I mean, the only time you hear or, about cannibalism is, it, is as it relates to the Silence of the Lambs. Or the Donner Party. Yeah. 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 And that's so. But when I saw... Army Hammer, Army Hammer has a cannibalistic fetish. I was like, I got to read this. I guess. What are we, TMZ now? Uh, yeah. Well, that one I needed to talk about because that's messed up. I don't think that's he, a thing. What if he is, though? What if he's into eating people? I mean, there you ever must... thought about that? Have I thought about eating people? Yeah. No, it's never even crossed my yeah, mind. me either. <laughs> I haven't either. <laughs> I, I just... Uh, I find it very odd, but I guess there are people that are into eating people, like that Jeffrey Dahmer dude. He ate people, right? He did. Yeah. I just don't... I feel like you could get trichinosis from that. But why? It's a weird thing. Obviously, it's, It is a weird thing. I don't know why. There's so much food around. I just don't feel like yeah. you need to eat a person, but... 
I don't know. I mean, I don't feel like you really need to murder people either. I mean, sometimes people need murdering. I mean, you think you think so? <laughs> so there's a funny thing. I've talked about it a couple times this week, actually. But uh, the comedian Theo Vaughn, um, he had this. He was reading like questions from the internet on Barstool Sports. This was like last year, sometime. But one of the questions was, um, it said, the question was like, do you think? Uh, something or murder is more prevalent in the United States. And he's like, oh, he's like, probably murder for sure. And he's like, I once knew a guy. He's like, now, listen, this isn't coming from me, and I don't agree with this. He's like, but I once knew a guy that told me he murdered someone before. He's like, and he told me it felt good. (laughs) (laughs) And he says this, like, in the interview as he's reading these questions, and everybody starts like, what? He's like, I'm just saying. He's like, I, I'm just saying. And then the guy asks him off camera. He says, he's like, how did he do it? Like, what? who was this? And he's like, I, I'm not going to answer any more questions. I don't know nothing else about Listen, that. Listen, he is a ridiculous and comedian. He is. You cannot, you cannot take anything that guy says with a grain can, of Oh, absolutely. Anything. He always talks about really random things. Yeah. But I just thought it was funny because he got so serious all of a sudden. He's like, and he said it felt really good. That's what he does, though. That's the <laughs> style. If you don't know Theo Vaughn as a comedian, that's like his style. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I like On the cannibalism lot. thing, I just feel like something's, it's all being taken out of context. I think he's 100% legitimately a cannibal, and you should not get within six feet of him. I will not get six because feet of a, with him. Because of the pandemic. He could be Batman. <laughs> he probably could. And then in the Batman movie, he can bite people. Do you, do you think it's because after the Lone Ranger... His life was destroyed. Why was that? I never, I mean, I've seen the movie, but not like paying full attention. I didn't think it was terrible, was it? I don't remember. I just Johnny remember Depp Johnny Depp in, in, you know. It was Tonto. Yeah, that wouldn't happen anymore. No. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it wouldn't happen Johnny anymore. Depp can, can pull off things. He played a pirate. Nobody cares about that. Why doesn't anybody stand up and say, Because it's not a know, racial group? It could be pirate. Right now, it is. There were pirate, like pirate, is an occupation. Well, I know, but everybody says Somali pirates. Again, I mean, those are just the <laughs> pirates from Somalia. I don't know. I think there needs to be a little bit more. Like it's support. not like there's two racial groups in Somalia: Somali pirates and Somali non-pirates. Listen, I think there needs to be a little bit more support for the pirate community. For the pirate community, I agree. I can I can go with that. You, you know, know, pirates weren't as bad as people think. Back in the day, they were like they the were good like guys. They were like the Robin Hood. They were the good guys. They were like steal from the rich, give to the poor. The United States government like contracted them to go sink British ships. Really? Does is that good? Pirates were like very forward thinking at the time. You think so? I know so. How do you know? Because I've read up on them. Mm. I've read up about pirates. Do you, can you cite anything? Yeah, they weren't that- uh, they weren't bad. They weren't bad. They weren't dumb. Well, no, they couldn't have been. Sailing was a really hard thing to do, especially when you have no navigational skill whatsoever. Do you want me to give you a little more info? I do. This? I want um, to know about pirates. I think they're very interesting. Jolly Roger aside, historians say pirates weren't as bad as we think. In the lore of the Jolly Roger movies, um, pirates were drunken, peg-lugged bandits who made captives walk the plank and eat their own ears. I never knew they made people eat their own ears. No, I've never heard about that. Cannibals. But, but I feel like Army Hammer would do that. Uh, 
Pirates generally were not nice guys, but in a time of tyranny in most countries, they elected their own captains. So they elected captains. Yeah, they were like their own people. Divided the booty fairly amongst the crew. Mm-hmm. Booty. Another guy. I want to meet that guy. I know. She'd be like, what should we call all that tr- gold? <laughs> we got that booty. Give me that booty. <laughs> Give me that booty. <laughs> <laughs> um, offered an... You know what? What's in that It probably trunk? went the other way. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. Offered an early version of workman's compensation and gave black slaves a rare chance to live free. There was extraordinary democracy among pirates. Under the black flag, the romance... Uh, that's the name of the book that he wrote. Black flag? Um, David Cordingly wrote the book, Under the Black Flag, hmm. The Romance and Reality of Life Amongst the Pirates. Artifacts such as rare African jewelry that were hacked apart to be shared equally seemed to indicate a sense of fairness among pirates. New information is coming from the discovery of sunken pirate ships and research into court documents, government correspondence, and statements by victims of pirate violence. Mm. New research has revealed that pirates voted on most decisions, such as whether to attack another vessel so or where like to So it was like a democracy. Um... Historians say buccaneers shouldn't be romanticized either. A favorite torture method was tightening a leather cord around a captive's forehead until his eyeballs popped out of his skull. But that guy was a he was a douchebag. <laughs> that guy was a dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So you know. All right. Uh, so pirates were okay. They were nasty, brutal, and vicious people living in an age of extraordinarily nasty, brutal, and vicious people. That makes sense. I, I would agree with that. They had to be that way. So two shares of the booty because, went to the captain. Okay. One and a half shares went to the quartermaster and one share to each crew member. By comparison, a merchant ship, mm-hmm. 15, 15 times, a merchant ship, the captain got 15 times more than the crew. Wow. And they had disability insurance. If they, they were paid handsomely, if they lost an arm or leg in battle, if they were killed, their families received payments. Really? Yeah. I'm telling you, man. Wow. So they basically formed their own government. Yeah. You know, within, they the, were, shi- yes. within the ships. Yep. They were like their own nation almost on the water. Um, so like the crew was its own thing. They didn't say that they were French. They didn't say they were English. They didn't say they were American. They said that they were pirates. You know, and they f- all fell under one ruler, which was the captain. Uh, they spent very little time in combat. The black skull and crossbone flag was raised not to signal an attack, but as a warning to surrender. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, they didn't... I mean, obviously, when you watch movies, you have to have some sort of ship-to-ship combat with a pirate, but... Um, I don't did think they pirates like raid? were, did were, they raid they were fighting each other. They were no, 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 fighting no. merchant ships. Yeah, but I'm saying you have to have some sort of combat in a pirate movie or show. Um, and I tell you what, have you ever seen the show Black Sails? Uh, a Not little bit, stars? yeah, a little bit. Good. I like the game Assassin's Creed Black Flag. That's a great game. Yes. Uh, many pirate ships impose rules, such as no smoking below deck after sunset, lights out by eight, no women or boys aboard, and no gambling, which often led to fights. Wow. It seems much more like structured than you'd ever believe. Yeah. Did any of them ever turn into like squid people? 
Uh, no. No. But they did like lose their humanity, and that's after sunset they became skeletons. Oh, okay, that makes sense. But that is a thing uh, out on the sea where you can go crazy. You can turn into a squid. No, you like literally lose your mind out at sea because you don't see anything. You don't talk to people. Like that's a thing. Like out on sea, at sea. But there are people to talk to. No, I'm saying like sailors a lot of the time would go crazy. Like red sky at night, sailors delight. Yes. What's the other part of that? (laughs) Uh, Some sky in morning, sailors take warning. Blue sky in morning. No, it's like red sky at night. Or is it red sky in morning, sailors take warning? Yeah. Red sky at night, sailors delight. I think they just all had the scurve. They did, and they that's why uh, they called what they call them um, scurvy. Yeah, but they uh, limey. Like when they called people limey, it that's was, for British. That's slang for British. I know, but it was British sailors. They'd call limey because they would take limes aboard to get more vitamin C, so they didn't get scurvy. Those limey bastards. That's what my grandpa called everybody yeah. from British until limey the day bastards. he died. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but that's why they'd say limey because. Uh, they would suck on limes to get more vitamin C. Nolan said, black sails on stars actually portrays pirates pretty well. Yeah, I've seen the show, but uh, speaking of sp- stars, uh, American Gods just came back on. And the last eh, season was terrible. Not good. Like, really bad. Yeah. But hopefully it'll be better because I love that book. So anyway, let's move on. Um, last little bit of news I have is uh, our buddy, our close friend, a man we love. Who's that? Kevin Smith. Oh. Has finished the script for Clerks 3. I saw that. I saw it on he, his Twitter page. Yesterday, January 13th, he finished it. He started writing First this, draft. First, first draft. draft, yeah. Now he sent it out to, he said he sent it out to some close friends and uh, critics to give him a little bit of feedback. He's got, obviously going to make multiple drafts after this, but uh, the very first draft is done. He shared a little snippet of the opening segment of the movie um and a bunch of pictures from oh i didn't the read that two. i didn't see that i just saw the first page like the the, the cover page cover page yeah it, but then on the very there... last picture was the first paragraph of the opening scene oh what was it um it just talks about uh it was the quick stop at night with the like it was in the middle of the night or early morning before the sun came out um the quick stop logo was still lit you know lit up and a song by somebody like I think it was Welcome to the Black Parade. Oh yeah, by uh Gerard Way. Yes. Uh, well it's my but his crystal band. Ro- crystal romance. My Ro- chemical romance. My chemical romance. I, I, I'm I could be wrong. It could be something well, different. Well he's but like I think in love with Gerard Way. Yeah, yes. Um but I think that's it's a dude that, that wrote Umbrella Academy too, right? Correct. The yeah, comic book. Comic. Um but I think that song is playing and then because he has a verse lyrics from it, um, and it says, like, a car pulls up with the headlights on, shining on the front of the store, close in on the door opening, two feet hit the pavement, a man stands up, it's he Dante. Says, I'm not even supposed to be here today. It's Dante, you know, and Dante stands up, and then it has more verse lyrics underneath about who, like, relating to him, I guess. Is Rosaria Dawson in it? I believe everybody that has starred in Clerks 1 and Clerks 2 are going to be in Clerks 3. Awesome. So, yes. 
I believe she is going to be involved with it. Well, that's you need like, to read his whole. They get post. married, right? Yeah, they get married. They have babies. There's and he actually we don't know says if they got married. But. He he actually says in his post when you said I'm not even supposed to be there today. He put at the bottom of his post. He said, "I assure you, I am supposed to be there today." And I thought that the was only thing funny. is that I'm not excited about is he kind of went on about how he changed the script. He did because it after he had his heart attack to make it a more personal story, and things like that statement scare me because listen, yeah, I'm I'm the biggest Kevin Smith fan in the world, mm-hmm. but there's no doubt if you listen to his podcasts. And you know his work of late. He has kind of lost touch with real the the regular people that he wrote these movies about. As and he was one of them. Yes. Right. So now he is very very Hollywood celebrity. I'm not saying he's like a celebrity, right? No, because he's not. But he's very Hollywood. He's very wealthy. Yeah, and he he he's lost touch with like with what. Reality is for most people, especially people that are working in a convenience store. So he's very Hollywood in his politics, politics. like politics has taken over most of Hollywood and he's very political. And in order to stay mainstream and in order to have fans and you have to appease that crowd. Well, and he's a very political. Otherwise, you get blackballed. And to be fair, I think most of his fan base is probably of the same mindset of him. Yeah. As far as that goes, but whatever. Irregardless of that, it's not like it, he drones on about it. No, but you, he's just overly um politically correct on all fronts. Yeah. You know, to the point where it the is exact a, it's opposite a f- of what he started at. Exactly. Yes. And it to the point where it has affected his movies. It, well, it definitely affected uh Jane Silent Bob the last James It affected Bob his reboot. movies because I think he's trying to tip, he tiptoes around everything and he doesn't make the same type of movie. He just makes a movie. He, the movies that he has made have been just ripoffs of previous movies, right? Because then he doesn't have to take on. I don't know. Not issues. in Chainsaw and Bob reboot. It was very like. It was like the other movies though. No, I mean, no, it was very it was, political. Well, I know, but when we watched it, we, we both said, like you can clearly tell he thought it was going to be his last movie and he brought everybody back from all of his other movies just as like an homage to himself yeah. basically and it that's was, all and it was. was fine it was a tough sit when i rewatched it on uh, amazon or wherever i have never rewatched it do it really yeah um i i can see where this one might be the same way he's been different ever since his heart attack uh which absolutely changes people heart attacks do emotionally change you yeah it actually yeah um it's like proven and like heart surgery will emotionally changes people um and i think that's a little bit of what affects him as well because he he has to be like reflective of the past now and i don't know why well i had a minor heart procedure yeah and it made me devoid of all human emotion. <laughs> and I'm now dead inside. <laughs> One minor heart procedure, dead inside. <laughs> have no feeling. Nothing behind the eyes. 
Just empty so, sockets. Uh, anyway, I'm not. I, I'm we, always we, in we for it. Clerks 2 yeah. is one of my favorite movies of all time. We dogged on him a lot, but I'm excited for this. I think it'll be very good. Randall's coming back. I think some of the changes happened because Randall wasn't a fan of the first script that he made. That is true. And he wasn't going to be in it, right? No, he refused to be in it. That's why he just kind of scrapped it. Or I, love Jeff, the I love Jeff Anderson. But, yes. I mean, I like whenever I hear him on a podcast, I love that dude. Uh, How he's often made do you hear him on podcasts? A couple times on Kevin's podcasts, and it's always a big deal. Really? Because I don't know. If and I've he's heard made a there. couple movies of his own that I've seen that I enjoyed as well, um, or at least one. He's yeah. made one movie, and he made it with the other dude from Clerks Three, the guy that plays the kid that works with him, the troll guy. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah what you're um, but he retired after that. After Clerks Two, he retired and he moved like into Nevada in a retirement community. No way. Yeah, into like an old people retirement community, and he just like has a house in a retirement community and rides around on a golf cart and lives a perfect life. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah. Man. Listen to his podcast. I like the guy. I like him because wait, he has his own podcast. No, he's been on Kevin's podcast. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, but that recently, like, like within the last two years, I should say. Yeah. Smodcast. I okay. believe it was on Smodcast. It would have to be, it wouldn't have been on. Which I, I haven't, I don't know if they're still, I'm not way behind. I'm way behind. I haven't actually paid any attention. I'm subscribed to that, but I don't think they make any new episodes. They do, but it's very infrequently because mm. Scott Mosier's not living in LA, I don't think. No, He's I in think San Francisco. They wrote each other off. No. They don't like each other. That's anymore. not true. Um, all right. So, any more news? No, that's all I got. I got one news, thing. This so. isn't really news, but um, it was released on Twitter. All right. Um, okay. The official time, uh, Disney, I guess, has released an official timeline showcasing the different eras of Star Wars storytelling. So they have, they okay. have made names for the different eras of which the movies I, take place. I think I saw a uh, picture. It was like a picture of. It's a timeline. You see that? Yeah, the picture of the timeline. I think of I Star sent Wars. it to you. Um. I think I texted it to you. That's why you saw Maybe. it. Maybe. So they have like several different ones. All right. The High Republic. Yeah. Which we don't, I mean, I know some about from uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic and then mm-hmm. also um, from some books and comics, but I don't know a ton. It's very early on. Yeah. Very, very early on. And, and then you the know, first prequel movie really isn't that far after the High no, Republic. No, it's, it's, well, no, I mean not super far after. No, I mean there's a long history before that. I think Star oh, yeah. Wars: Knights of the Old Republic is like thousands of years before. Which is crazy to think when that would be the Old Republic. This is the High Republic, right? So it'd be like at the height of the Jedi, right? Well, and that's what's crazy is that how long Yoda's lived and what he lived through. Yeah, prior to you ever even knowing about him, right? Like yeah, or you seeing him in the movies. Like, this dude did so much stuff prior to you ever even knowing about Star Wars because he's 950 years old when he dies. Yeah. Right? So this brings up, we talked about it last week because I had questions from listeners about the order of Star Wars and how they fall. So Mm -hmm. this is the answer. The High Republic. After that, a ways after that, you get the fall of the Jedi era is what they call it. And that includes the prequel movies. So in this order, The Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, the Clone Wars animated series, 
and then Revenge of the Sith. All right? Mm -hmm. The conclusion of that, obviously Darth Vader emerges, Anakin is gone, the Jedi, Order 66, the Jedi are wiped out. Yep. You get the reign of the Empire, and that's the next um, era. And that would include the new show coming out, The Bad Batch. Yep. And then, which is going to be animated, it's going to be based off of the new season of Clone Wars. They introduced The Bad Batch. Yes, My least favorite new, part of the season. I, I know. It was mine, too. So I'm not crazy about that show, but I'll watch it. Um, and then also in that period would be Solo, the Solo movie, you know, mm-hmm. the Han Solo prequel movie. Um, that would be during the time of the reign of the Empire. And that lasts for a long time. A long time. Until you get to the Age of Rebellion. The beginning of that would be Star Wars Rebels. Rogue One. Rogue One, yep. And then it goes to into A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. So the original three Star Wars movies, episode four, five, and six. Perfect. After that, Return of the Jedi, obviously they, de- they defeat, that rebellion defeats the Empire. Whoa, 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 spoilers. <laughs> you get into Jeez. the New Republic, all right? Mm-hmm. And we have one thing in the New Republic right now, the Mandalorian. But obviously there's going to be Ahsoka will be set in there during the New Republic. And then uh, Ra- Rangers of the Republic, right? Yes. Will be, so all the new Disney Plus shows coming out in the next two years will be in the, the New Republic era. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, you get the rise of the First Order. So that would be Star Wars Resistance, the animated show, mm-hmm. which I've watched at least the first season. Yeah, you did. I've never seen any of it. it it's not bad. you told me it wasn't very good. It's not terrible, but it's more aimed at kids. Okay. But it had some interesting stuff. I'm not crazy about the animation style. It's interesting. It looks high quality. So I know I started watching it. I think I started watching that first before I ever watched any Clone Wars or Rebels. And you had told me, you're like, no, no stop yeah. doing that. And no. you need to go and watch Clone Wars. And then you were talking about Rebels, and I got it confused. And I went back to, uh, what's it called, Resistance? Yeah, resistance is not Again. made for adults. Really. And I was like, what is he talking about? And that's when you righted the ship. And then you get The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker, the bane of the Star Wars universe. There has been so much talk of that as not being canon coming up. Yeah. Like certain things are going to make it not canon or... It is still going to be canon, but forgotten because of the short timeline that the three movies are on. So from the beginning to the end encompasses like a year and a half. Right. So they're going to play it off as like this was a small blip, but the main story is like the overarching story is bigger than that. Right. So it'll kind of, you'll kind of forget about it. So anyway, and there was more questions then on where the books come in. So so there was a lot of books that were produced pre-Disney, mm-hmm. and they were written by various authors. But, the majority of But books. they had to be approved by Lucasfilm. Yeah. Or LucasArts, or George Lucas himself, at some level. A lot of those books that took place in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s were after the Age of Rebellion. So they right. would have taken place after Return of the Jedi. Directly so after Return of the Jedi. Most famously, the Thrawn trilogy that would have came out in the early 90s, late 80s, um, written by Timothy Zahn, so the Heir to the Empire series. Which I just 
finished recently. Oh, um, Heir to the Empire. I haven't finished the whole series. I just finished the first book. Great book, isn't it? Um, yeah, amazing. I've been listening to it on Audible, actually. And um, then, uh, of course, the new Jedi Order series, and there's a bunch of, a lot of them. Um, and then when Disney bought it, they took all of those old books and they said, this is not canon anymore. And if you don't know what canon means, that means it's not part of the official narrative. Right. They said only the movies and animated shows are canon. All the books, we're throwing them out. We're calling them Star Wars Legends. So think of them as they are alternate universe, not connected. Yeah. Like folklore. Now, I understand this is confusing because Dave Filoni, when he made Rebels and Clone Wars, took some of the characters from those old books and resurrected them. Yeah. But they are the same characters, but with a new storyline or a similar storyline yeah. either way. Um, Very Thrawn similar. is depicted differently in Rebels than he's depicted in the Thrawn trilogy of the early 90s. To a point. To a certain extent. He's still considered like a strategic mastermind. Right. You know, but. But I feel like he's a more, less of a military figure. Yeah, and more of a. Emperor-like figure. Or a, like a governor. Yeah. Like we've talked about like that, how they're like governors, like more of a political person than military person, right? S yes. So now after that, there was a whole slew of new books. Um, some of, I've read several of them. Some of my favorites are written by an author named Claudia Gray. Yeah. Didn't uh, she, she wrote, wrote um, oh, what is it? Bloodlines, the Princess Leia Bloodlines, yeah. Which, which is I've, like a political thriller. Book. Yeah, which I've read. I have that. And I have the New Jedi Order. Who did that? Um, New Jedi Order. Well, that was an old book series, but maybe it's a new one too. No, it's, she also that, wrote, maybe I'm saying the wrong She thing. also wrote the Lost Stars series, which was a popular one. Um, and Timothy Zahn has written a new Thrawn trilogy. All right. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those books span... All different things. So, like, for example, the prince, a lot of them are after the Age of Rebellion, but a lot of them also will be uh, in that New Republic era or pre Rise of the First Order era. So, that's kind of where we're at now. There's books coming out every day about Star Wars, but just for people that are interested. So, if you want to read canon, you should re re be reading post Disney books by Claudia Gray and several other authors. Timothy Zahn is still writing. Um, so, yeah. I'm trying to find it. There was... It's something Jedi. It's not New Jedi Order because that came out in the 90s. Um, but there's, a, there's Jedi books that I read when I was deployed. And I don't... Well, that was pre-Disney. So that was probably New yeah. Jedi Order. That would have been... Uh, it in the 90s, those books. Boy, I felt like they came out in the early 2000s, the ones that I read. I, I could be absolutely wrong, but I was, I was looking up the new Jedi Order, and I di they didn't look familiar to me. Well, anyway, um, so if you're looking for Star Wars books to read, um, I enjoyed Bloodlines. If you like a more political thriller, um, the Timothy Zahn Tarkin series is very highly regarded. Um, the Thrawn trilogy um, is supposed to be very good. Um, there's just a lot of them. Lords of the Sith is one that's uh, very, very, very popular. That's kind of a Darth Vader one, I believe. Uh, I haven't read that yet, but Lost Stars by Claudia Gray. So some a lot of those books, a lot of them are pretty quick reads too. So um, if you want like a top 10 of them real quickly, 
Uh, Alphabet Squadron by Alexander Freed. Queen Shadow is one that's about uh, uh, Padme, Queen Amidala. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't feel like that'd be very good. The Lost Star series by Claudia Gray. Bloodlines, of course. There's a book called Phasma that's about Captain Phasma. That's getting really good reviews, but I have no interest in that character. Um, Tarkin. Um, the Aftermath trilogy, I've read two of those books. And they're at number four, and frankly, I didn't think they were very good. Oh, really? No. Ahsoka is the big one, E.K. Johnson, yeah. um, which is supposed to be one of the best. I really, really, really need to read that book. And then Lords of Sith. And the Thrawn series. So, anyway, let's move on from that. Um, I saw an interview with the guy that played Grand Moff Tarkin. Um, He's dead he, now. Yeah, he was very old, um, and he was talking about this—the uniform. Like he was a very proper British man, right? Like, yeah, he was like an old British like theater actor, right? Yes, and he in this interview, you could literally, you could really tell he was like this. Like, Theater, like Ian man. McKellen, kind of. Except for Ian McKellen's got a very goofy. Yes, but side. that's and that's what I was gonna say. Not goofy though. Yeah. This man seemed very serious, and he was talking about He's the probably clothing. a sir though, right? Is he I'm knighted? Sh- I'm sure he was. Everybody's knighted when you get to that age over there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think, but he was very very serious about talking about this movie and he was talking about the clothing that they made him wear. And he's like, I felt like someone's butler in these clothes that they made me wear. He's like, and then they give me these riding boots that are up to my knee. He's like, and one size too small. He's like, so everywhere I walked around, my feet hurt. (laughs) And I was just like, wow, this guy's kind of pretentious. He's really holding on to that. (laughs) Like he was talking about it fondly at some points, like uh, of his acting and what he was doing. But when he started talking about the clothing, every start, everything went downhill (laughs) and everything revolved around those boots that he made him wear. They made me carry a riding crop. (laughs) I'm sure he had been hunting Fox earlier that day. Cause that's what they did. Yeah. looks like a lot of fun hunting Fox. Except, who wants to kill a fox? I love... You know, anytime I, I see a fox, I'm like... Ooh. It's like Cat Dog. It's you like, know, there was a cartoon called Cat Dog, and I feel like yeah. that's what a fox is. I mean, very different, though. It was half cat, half dog. <laughs> I, I understand, but <laughs> I'm saying, like, I feel like a fox is the mixture of a cat and a dog together. Okay. You don't, you don't see that? Um, yeah, sure. They can be playful like a cat, like where they bat things around. Yeah, I think... And I don't know this for sure, but I have a friend in, uh, on Snapchat... And he, I think it's a fox. I think he's got a pet fox. Really? Yeah. You can get him. It's no, legal to I'm have. I'm almost 100% sure that's what it is. It looks like a fox. He's always playing with it. I'm like, why would anybody video them playing with this creature so much if it wasn't a fox? I mean, nobody would video them playing with <laughs> their dog. Do you know what foxes point. look like? I'm going to show you. I think it's a fox. I mean, you should be pretty sure. I should just text him and ask him. Well, that as well, but I mean, foxes are pretty distinct. Like, what the fuck do you have a it's, fox? It's hard to misinterpret a dog. I don't know. There's some dogs fox. that kind of like Shibu Inus. They kind of look like foxes, no, they right? Don't they're little miniature puffball dogs with a curly tail? Um, sheep? No, they're not. They yeah, look... they got a big like a tail that curls in the butt. I want one of those. Oh, never mind. They look kind of like a husky. They look like my dog. I know, but smaller. they don't look like foxes. They don't look like point. foxes. They look like snow dogs. 
Yeah, but small. I've heard they're um, they act like cats though. Shibu Inus. Really? Yeah. They're they, very intelligent. A, a, a they're, girl they're not, I work with. They're not like friendly like a regular dog. They're like like to be on their own. Oh yeah. That's what I've heard. That's a girl I work with. She has a uh, one of those dogs. They're getting another one actually. They're, um, yeah. she, it's very, very intelligent. They're, they're very cashy smart. dogs. Oh, they are? I think so. Man, I wish I had that money. Um, I got some what we're watching. Nothing too exciting, but I also had a, an article, and I don't know if we have time to, to do it. Um, yeah, we got I have two. 30 minutes. So what's your choice? The 25 most meta, metal characters. <sighs> Love like, metal. Metal characters. Metal. That... Metal characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe or Netflix and Disney streaming figures reveal the most viewed shows and movies of 2020. I kind of like that one, Chris. Right. I, I mean, I love metal and I want to know about metal characters and we can talk about that if you'd like. I mean, we've got 30 minutes. Do as you will. Okay. but Plus, I got some what we're watching. Okay. Um, let's do the Netflix and Disney. So, I don't know. I didn't realize that uh, these streaming services released their numbers. But I think recently in the last couple of years, like Nielsen started like tracking streaming. Uh, they did. I had a, I remember having a news article about that at one point within the last couple of years, but um, it was still kind of sketchy though. Yeah. So during a talk on streaming TV trends at the annual show, at the annual, and, and, and at the annual show, Nielsen unveiled a series of statistics on shows, movies, and the most popular original content from major streamers. So there's a couple categories here. Okay. Um, okay. In the original content section, Ozark tops mm, the list. That doesn't surprise me. With 30.5 billion streaming minutes in the year 2020. That's in, billion with a B. Yeah, streaming minutes. Yeah, minutes. So they're 60-minute episodes. Yeah, how long is a billion minutes? Um. <laughs> I don't know. Um, following in a distant second place is Netflix series Lucifer, which started as a Fox series and then was canceled and brought back by Netflix. Yeah, that it was a. I've never watched NBC it. series, right? Uh, I thought it was Fox, but something. It was a network it show. It was a network show, and people really enjoyed it. They canceled it. It was gone for like a year, and then Netflix brought it back. And I think they've done two or three seasons on Netflix with it now. So that had 19 billion minutes. Um, so that was the second? Yeah. After... And this is only Disney and, and Netflix right now. There's no other... Yeah. They don't have any... No, no, no. That, Amazon or any of that. Right. Rounding out the top five are The Crown at 16.3. A billion at Tiger King at 15 billion and the Disney jewel in the crown, the Mandalorian at 14.5 billion. So wow. Ozark. So Ozark doubled Mandalorian. Now, no, I like tripled it three seasons of Ozark. Yeah. Or maybe even four. So I think that it just counts three. total for the whole show. Yeah. They tripled it because if they had 14 billion to 38 billion and they're a lot longer episodes. Um, of Ozark. They are. And there's They're more, I think there's more episodes per season. Uh, Disney, however, is more effective when it comes to movies. Okay. Frozen 2 was watched for 14.9 billion minutes last year. And we watched it for 14 of those 14.9 billion <laughs> minutes. And Moana with 10.5 billion. 
Oh, Moana. Say, say. I really like that movie. Yeah, it's great. And the soundtrack is the best of the best. It really is. And the water, the way the water looks. It's a great and movie. That dumb chicken, man. I love that chicken. <laughs> Secret Life of Pets 2 takes third place with 9.1 billion minutes on Netflix, nine of those billion being watched in my house. Um, really? Yeah. We haven't watched that one that much. Onward. That's the one where they replaced Louis C.K. Yeah. with oh, Pat yeah, Oswalt. Yes, they did. It, it's a good movie. Graham was watching it's it the fine. other day, but it's, it's not. I don't know why that would be second. I don't know. Uh, third. Third. Oh, third. Behind Moana. Yeah. Onward, 8.4 billion minutes. And The Grinch on Netflix, the newer animated Grinch. Dude, we watched. Graham would watch The Grinch every single day. I like for the soundtrack to that too. I like the kind of rap. It's, it's not like rap, trap it's, music. Yeah, it really is, and it's it's fine. The first time I ever heard the new like Grinch trap song, um, I don't know what trap song. That's are, what it's called. It's trap music. What does that mean? I don't know what it means. I have no idea. People have said the word, and I'm repeating it. But I don't know what it means, but it's a style of music. And it's that style of music. Okay. And it reminds that, me of Despicable Me too. Which is the exact same thing. And Pharrell did both of those songs. So oh, okay. that makes sense. But I was very against it at first. The first time I ever saw this movie come out and I heard that uh music, I was like, this is going to be ridiculous, and I already don't like it. But after playing it, 497 times kind of like the I kind of like the song <laughs> it's really grown on me over a while all right so we're going to talk about the most watched show not now we talked about original content yeah movies the most watched show now um so real just real quick before you get into it do you do does everybody you know basically watch ozark uh, a lot of people, not everybody. Did you watch it? Yeah. I have never seen more than three episodes. Of I it. think a lot of people watch Ozark. Most people that I know watched Ozark. I feel like I feel peer pressure it's to watch so this heavy show. and depressing. It is. I can't handle it. I feel like I have a weighted blanket on my face with someone dumping water on Speaking it. Speaking of that, Marley got a weighted blanket for Christmas. Yeah. Holy cow. I thought it was all hype. You put that thing on, it, it's like you're in a whole nother world. It, does it feel like you're being held? It, it, no, it's, I can't explain it, but it like hugs to your, I don't know. They're very, very nice. Really? That, very, very that nice. nice. <laughs> okay, number one show streamed. Um, the Office aired for 57.1 billion minutes. Holy crap. Uh, and then after that. And now Peacock has that yeah, as of January on, 1st. Yep. Netflix no longer has any of the office and stuff. And nobody will ever watch it again because nobody cares about Peacock. That's not true. If you get on Peacock, which I have done and looked at it, they have a ton of bonus content with really the new with the office. Like extra scenes, table reads, uh like bonus footage, a lot of stuff. So then the comfort frenzy arrives. Grey's Anatomy, three point nine, thirty nine point four billion. So, wait, you said The Office was what? 50? 57 billion. Holy cow. So, both Grey's Anatomy and The Office above uh, Ozark. Um, Criminal Minds at 35.4 billion. So, not only these movies, does that show like make CBS a viable network, it also is one of the most streamed shows 
on streaming. Yeah. And that what's next? NCIS, 28.1 billion. My gosh. And then next, Shits Creek, 23.8 billion. Oh wow. They're the most watched series, all from Netflix, every one of them. Here's in in the list, including all shows, not movies. The 15 most watched shows on streaming. Number one, The Office. Number two, Grey's Anatomy. Number three, Criminal Minds. Number four, Ozark. Number five, NCIS. Number six, Schitt's Creek. Number seven, Supernatural, 20.3 billion. Number eight, Lucifer. Number nine, Shameless. Still, Shameless still coming in there, huh? I don't know how that show is terrible. Number 10, The Crown. Number 11, Tiger King. I can't believe Tiger King is as high as it is. I, I believe it because it was just such a big hype. Number like, 12, your show, New Girl. Oh, wow. Number 13, Mandalorian. Number 14, The Blacklist. I thought Mandalorian would be so much higher than this. Yeah. But think about it, though. A lot of these shows, the ones like know, The Office multiple, has multiple 10 seasons. seasons. People can watch it all day long, every day. Yeah, eight seasons. Number 15, Vampire Diaries. Okay. 14.1 billion. Wow. Uh, I thought Cobra Kai would be on that list, but it's not. Here's perspective of what 57 billion minutes is. Yeah. It's 950 million hours. Could you imagine and and the, under with full understanding that we're a show that talks about entertainment? Yeah. And we spend a disproportionate amount of our time Sure. Consuming entertainment. I understand. Could you imagine taking those amounts of hours for the human race and putting them towards a productive cause? <laughs> 950 million hours. For of, one show. Of people. One, this, is, this is just the office. Of people sitting. And this is only for 2020. So let's. How yeah, many? Yeah, but think about it. There's like 6 billion people on the planet. Yeah, I understand. But so that's still everybody watched it for like five minutes. Well, half the world doesn't have access to Netflix. <laughs> yeah, <I> just, <laughs> you got to figure out how many people have access to Netflix. But I, I, it I makes just you understand even... how big Netflix is, though. People discount it. It's falling by the wayside. I feel like, but it's not. It's like a mainstay. I think everybody just has it. I've had Netflix for so many years. I don't even know how many years now, and I don't even think about it. I don't question it. I've never once no. thought in my mind, which I have for all other streaming services except for Disney because I paid for like five years up front. Yeah. Every other streaming service, I've had a thought in my mind at one time or another, oh, I need to remember to cancel that mm-hmm. or I need to remember to do that. I've never. It's never even crossed my mind for Netflix despite the fact they keep rising their prices. I know they do. Um, so 57 billion seconds is 659,722 days. Yes. We're getting into that. Now let's see how many weeks, because this is interesting. Last one. Last one. Do you want to do weeks or months? Months. Months. It is 21,689.47 months. How many months do you live? (laughs) Like how many months are in your life? (sighs) Ah. 12 times, let's just make it easy, let's 100. Say, so 12. Well, you're going to go 100 years that yeah, you live? Say, say you live 100 years. Uh, we'll live 100 years, for sure. We're young. We're virile. <laughs> you're right. 100 calendar years. Well, it's just 12 times 100, dude. So 1,200. 
No. <laughs> yes. Twelve hundred, yeah, twelve hundred. I guess twelve hundred months. It's right here in front of me. Twelve hundred months. That's it. That's all we get. Yeah, that's it. Oh, that's depressing. It's a l- less than that, actually. I mean, if you lived eighty years, you'd live nine hundred and fifty nine point nine months. Trap music is made by Admiral Akbar. That's <laughs> <laughs> a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> I watched the Last Jedi the other day, and I didn't realize. I, I didn't remember that he dies in that. Yeah. Yeah. On the ship. He's still around. When it blows up. Still just jamming out there. Of Mon course. Calamari style. Well, they don't die. They live forever? Oh, that was a comment by Nolan. I yeah. see that now. I, um, I can't take credit for that joke. I thought you read it somewhere. I thought you were looking up trap music and read the, the joke. All right, anything you've been watching? We got a little bit of time left. No, uh, I really haven't watched anything this week besides Shit's Creek. Uh, So some of those minutes that you just heard are me. Um, A lot of them were me because I watched the whole series in 2020. Um, I have made it through. I'm on the second to last episode of season four, I think. Um, so I made it through all of season three. Oh, season four is the good one. Oh, yeah. It's been phenomenal. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. Cha- the show changes, right? Um, big time. Uh, it the it becomes like a drama. Yeah, the characters develop so much more. There's a lot of like relationship things. The, to be honest, the, the one scene that I love the most out of all of this and where I feel like both characters change the most and this is a little bit of spoilers if you haven't ever seen it, but I mean, it would, takes a while for you to get to this point in season four, but they go uh, to this goat cheese farm, right? And David wants to be the exclusive salesperson for this goat cheese. And then, and he brings his sister along, Alexis, and she realizes that the person that she likes a lot, um, where she used to work with him, he's the vet, Ted. Yeah, Ted. Um, Is dating this person, Heather. And she's like, this is Heather's farm. She's like, what the heck? So they go there. They do whatever. She like pulls up her big girl britches, you know, to do this. And they sit down to have lunch. And you could clearly see how distraught she starts to get because Heather and Ted are dating and whatever and are very close. And you can tell it like hurts her. And, um... Heather says like, Oh, that's so sweet. She's like, she's like, well, if, if I could do anything for you, just let me know. And she said something before this that really hurt Alexis because she could see that they really liked each other. And she stops and she's like, Oh, uh, well, if you could do anything, you know, like David would love to be your exclusive dealer of your cheese. And David's looking at her the whole time because he sees how hurt she is. And then also sees like the selflessness of just saying that. And then they get in the car and he's like, they're driving home and she agrees to it. She's going to sell this goat cheese in his store, but then they're driving home and he's like, he looks at her. He's like, thank you for that. And they get very real. There's no drama. There's no over the top, like flamboyant acting and stuff like they normally are. He just legitimately says like, thank you for doing that. I know that was like really hard. And she's just looking down. She's like, yeah, you know, no problem. I know you really wanted that cheese. And then he says, he, he says to her, he's like, you really love him, don't you? And she just says, yes. 
Like, yes, I do. Normally there's like a bunch of bullshit in between, like when they're talking to each other or to try to get any information, but it was like such a simple conversation about what they were feeling. And like at the time I was like, man, that's, that was really good. And then from that point on, everything starts changing. Yeah. Like completely starts changing. Yeah. And it's good. You haven't got the point where she comes to the vet office. About the bagel thing? Um, no. No. Nope. Oh, You're not okay. there yet. Okay, I'm not. I'm not then. And then there's so much more. Because uh, uh, David's not. Uh, Patrick's, eight or nine. I'm Patrick's not, not involved nine. in this show yet. Yes, right? he is. Absolutely. Okay. He has a whole. He sings to him. Oh, yeah. Okay. In the store. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a good. It's a good love story. It is. I, yes. It's usually not my cup of tea. Yeah. But it's very good. Yeah. I really It really is. I don't know what to say about it. It's, I know. It feels dumb saying it, but it is. It's because no. it's a dumb comedy. It is a dumb comedy. But it's, and it it's, changes. The show changes. Here's the deal. Like, I was not the first season of this, I was really not into. The second season, I just kept trudging along because of what you said. Because you said it changes in the third and fourth season. Like, once you get into those seasons. So that's why I kept watching it because really, I don't know. It wasn't, it just felt like the same thing over and over yeah, and over much, and yeah. over again. And it still is that way to a point, but they finally progressed to a point where and then they different things are happening. And they and evolve I, and further I, the relationship between uh, Eugene Levy's character and Stevie. Absolutely. So like a father daughter relationship. Yes. I love that. It's a good show. I like Stevie a lot. Four you, season four and five are are, are legit. They're okay. solid. Good. You didn't like the last season? Oh man, there's stuff that happens in the last season that is like what? <laughs> that sucks. So I I watched. Um, I didn't. It's not that I didn't like it. Did you watch the behind the scenes, like the documentary about make the making of Shit's Creek and the ending of it? No. So I did. It's not like it's still going, right? No, it's over. Season no. six was the f- like the season oh, I, finale. I did not know that until this moment. Or the series finale. And yeah. it, it, it's a little bit disappointing. And they specifically talk about how they did not want to make it disappointing. And no, I totally to... understand now. If I would have known that, I would have watched it in a different context. Oh. Yeah, no, it's, it's over. You need to watch the documentary because they have table reads and stuff and it goes into depth on each character and how they came to be and it's really neat it doesn't give up anything because it didn't like spoil the show for me yeah um, you can't really spoil the show it is no crazy. but i mean you're not telling me things because it would kind of spoil stuff for me but uh how moira was created the one thing about the documentary that i noticed though is that Chris Elliott was in none of it. They never spoke of him. They never talked about his character. They never talked about him as a person. And they touched on every really? single character in he's that show. a great character in the show. I, I mean, know. he doesn't get a lot of depth, but he's funny. He's comic relief. And he's in it a lot. Yeah, every single he's episode he's in. Yeah. You know, like the weird, um, not an agent, but lawyer guy? He has the weird mustache with the glasses. No. He's in he's in a few episodes. They talk to him all the time about the show in that documentary, but Chris Elliott was never consulted or spoken to. Huh. I think it's weird. They hate him. Yeah. There's drama there. All right. So uh, a couple things real quick. I started, uh, if Nolan, if you're still listening, 
I started watching Avatar The Last Airbender. Nice. Um, I How? watched the first ep- first two episodes. How do you feel? Um, I'm open to it more. Okay. I understand how it could be Loved. something that would it, it piques my interest. I mean, it's, I'm hoping that it gets a little more adult oriented at some point. I'm sure it does. I'll put it. I'll put it that way. I guarantee you, the first season is something you have to probably trudge through, and then after that, it starts building on it. It seems like that's the way these shows go. Like the first season is figuring things out. Yeah. And then second, third, fourth, fifth season, they start building on a bigger story. I'm not going to say, I'm, you know, like, I'm very intrigued. I like the, the mythology of it so far. I'm just, I'm, I'm to the, it, it's still very much feeling like a kid's show to me. Okay. So I, I, want, I want to know or wait and see if there's more. To I it. mean, the way Nolan talks about it is life-changing. Yeah. So I started watching that a little bit. Um, uh, another one that I've kind of been just, watching here and there is i'm still watching that bruise brothers show okay i did start watching this this is a show i have also started watching i forgot about this um go ahead nothing i mean i i it's just a dumb comedy that's it (sighs) yeah i don't know where to even start i'm not saying it's great i never said it was no 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 no, no, no. i never recommended it i know it's like a it feels in a certain way, and this is going to drive like David or people that are huge fans, but it has an "it's always sunny" feel to it. The feel to it, yes, but the, much lower quality, maybe, but still very I, funny. I think it's filmed very well and it looks very good, but yes, you can tell it's a lower quality type show. Like there's not much there. Um, what bothered me is how ridiculous some of the stuff was. Yeah, that it's they a were ridiculous doing. show. Like they, that's why I mean when I say kind of like it's always sunny, which is also a ridiculous show. It is, it's just funnier. I think this well, was funny. It's funny and it's more edgy. This isn't super edgy. No, it just bothered like me that they were like comedy, they were like peeing in the beer. Yeah, it gets, <laughs> I don't know. I will say, and then it gets better. I enjoy it more, just like anything. It's just the one season, right? Yeah, I, I and then the later monk, on, it's better. The monks, did you see the monk fight? No. Oh, you haven't got that far yet? How far are you? Oh, I've watched probably eight or nine Oh, no, I'm not episodes. that far. I've only been like five episodes. Okay. That one's pretty I finished on the fun. beer tasting contest uh, where they had the monk. Oh, no, you're further than me then. I don't know. I keep falling asleep, and then I don't know how oh, many yeah, episodes you're, passed. You're further than me then because... I'm not I, further than you. I'm, you are because I just... The episode I just started recently was where they realized, so there's this, they hired these people to act like monks, but the real monks showed up to the bar. And then after they had already talked to the real monks, the fake monks showed up and then they started fighting each other because the fake monks decided like, we're not going to break character because they paid us for this. And a huge brawl breaks out in the, in the bar. Well, then the next morning, Everybody wakes up. The, all the monks are gone. One monk wakes up underneath like this garbage and comes out, and they, he's literally standing in a huge pile of puke with no shoes or anything on. Doesn't phase him in the slightest. And he's like, so, you know, what are we doing today? He's like, and then the people that own the bar said, like, you didn't leave? Like, all the other monks caught the flight, went back to Germany or wherever it was, Italy or Germany. Germany. 
And he's like, they left? They left already? And so they realize like he's been left behind. And then they start deciding who's better at tasting beer for this competition and realize that okay. they, they were fighting each other for a long time, like the brothers were. And then the monk comes over, takes a sip of it, and then like lists out every ingredient that was in this beer. And they're like, this is the guy that needs to be in the competition. Okay. So I think I, I did watch that uh, the next episode after that. But I think I missed a couple because I fell asleep and it kept running all night. And I oh, didn't yeah. know where I was. So anyway, I, it's fine. It's a fall asleep at night kind of show. It is. Um, I uh, Nolan says season two and three are much more adult on Avatar. Great. So I'm into that. And I watched it with Cash and he liked it. But it's hard to get. My kids don't really watch TV. I know. I can't get my kids to watch it at all. Um, okay. So I watched that a little bit. Uh, Bruce Brothers. Um, this is one I didn't really watch outright. Okay. But Marley got super sucked into it. Ooh. That's why I haven't watched anything, because she took over the TV, 100%. You don't have more than one TV? Uh, yeah, but the kids are on the one in the bedroom, and then Marley's been watching it in the living room, and then when the kids go to bed, she moves. I don't want to sit on the living room. I like to lay in bed at night. You do? Yeah. I'm the complete opposite. Amy always wants me to come into the bed to watch a show. I cannot do it. Okay. I cannot go in the bed and watch TV, because I will immediately fall asleep. I have to be sitting in like my spot. Well, she's watching the show that's the number one show on Netflix right now called Bridgerton. Amy, watch this. And it's a British, like, it's... It's the Shondaverse, Shonda Rhimes. Is Shonda Rhimes did this? Mm-hmm. All right. She created Grey's Anatomy and How to Catch, or How to Make a Murderer. Something. Um, a Scandal, did she do Scandal? Scandal, too? yep. Um, so anyway, I... I haven't really been watching it. But it's been on the background and I've caught a little bit. It's not, listen, this show is not for me. Me. I either. have no interest. It was infuriating to me that it was taking up my TV viewing screens. Yeah. Um, and, and taking up my time. But I'm going to say this because we have female listeners. Mm-hmm, Marley mm-hmm. loved it. So did Amy. Uh, the she absolutely first, loved it. And so th- we watched the first episode together. Um, I could not get through the first episode. It is. It was brutal. Agreed. And Amy did not enjoy the first episode either. And she was like, wow. She's like, this is campy and cheesy. I don't like that at all. She's like, I don't know what to She's like, I'm going to bed. So she ended up going to bed. And then, and she didn't have to work the next day. And then watching the rest of the season. Yeah, it's only like eight episodes. Because I then started watching Schitt's Creek, fell asleep, woke up like normal. I wake up like at 3.30 or 4 o'clock in the morning. Well, it's earlier than that. It's like it's anywhere from 1 to 3.30. I will wake up off like out of the chair and go to bed. Um, And then I get out of bed at 4.30. So it's very rare that I'm in the bed very long. She was, she watched it all. She stayed up until like one thirty in the morning, watched every bit of it. And she's like, I really enjoyed the rest of it. She's like, it got a lot better. And I, I will it. say towards the end, I caught more towards the end. I didn't watch enough to have any opinion, but I did watch the last couple episodes. It did seem like it was better towards the end. It's yeah. just not something that I'm interested in at all. No. But Marley really enjoyed it. So. I like the Victorian era type yeah, stuff sometimes. Um, I just, it's not It's not for me. Yeah. I, but, I, I kept commenting. Uh, one thing that kind of blew my mind is like the main character, the girl that's the main character in the show. Mm-hmm. Like they make her out to be like she's the ultimate 
Like everybody wants her. She's like the all. She's like so beautiful. She's so perfect. And I'm, I, told, I said it to Marley. I go like, is anybody gonna comment on the fact that I, I mean I don't really find this girl attractive. She's she's not a drop dead stunner. That's <laughs> yeah. for sure. No. I mean, there's like a lot of other characters that are more attractive than her. I, I agree. But I don't like commenting on people's looks. Ju- but. <laughs> you, that's the second time you said it. I know. You're, and the second time you've judged somebody on their looks. Correct. You're bad. You're so a mean I have person. watched. I watched two seasons of a show. I don't know how I forgot about it, but I watched a show. And it's a show. You told me you haven't watched anything. I know. And you're like, I wow, did. I watched Bridgerton. I watched, I watched this, this show and I got show. sucked in and I completely forgot about it. Um, it was on Netflix. It's okay. a BBC original. It's called Sick Note. Hmm, and I it's never starring it. uh, Rupert Grint, who plays uh, Ron Weasley in the Harry Potter movies. Yes. And Nick Frost, the guy that partners with Simon Pegg a lot. They made. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. The bigger guy. Yes. Um, it's a British show. And it's about this guy. Um, Daniel is his name, played by Rupert Grint, who's, I've not seen him in anything since Harry Potter. No, I don't think he's, he's done much. He's a great actor. Really? Like, really good actor. And it's kind of, it's not a comedy. It's uh, it's very much like the Simon Pegg, Nick Frost shows. It's, it's kind of a ridiculous mystery. Yeah. That's what it is. So it's like a mystery, not, not mystery. It's not a mystery. Like Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, they do that. And yeah, then there's not a, as ridiculous as Shaun of the Dead, and it's not really a mystery. That's not the right way to put it. It's like madcap. Like, okay, I'll give you the quick take. This guy, his life's kind of in the shitter. His girlfriend dumps him. He has a shitty job that he hates mm-hmm. um, at this healthcare company, We Care, and he finds out that he goes to this doctor and finds out that he has cancer. Mm. He has esophageal cancer. That's bad. Um, and so his life's like thrown upside down. He goes out t- and he's about to lose his job. And he, his girlfriend had dumped him. Mm-hmm. And he finds out he's got cancer. He goes around. He tells people. And they're like, his girlfriend takes him back. She must take care of him. His work is like amazing. They like are all supportive of him. And then he finds out like the next day, whoops, the doctor calls him. The, Nick Frost plays the doctor who's like incompetent. Oh he's like di- misdiagnosed him. But at this point... He doesn't go back and tell yeah, anybody. He doesn't tell anybody. <laughs> but then it becomes like murder happens and like it gets crazy, right? Um, this sounds good. It, it is good. I enjoyed it a lot. I really, really enjoyed it. And oh, you watched the whole thing? I watched two seasons of it. And they're short seasons because it's a BBC show, you know, how they do things. The, however they want. So it's, a, it's funny. It's a comedy. Nick Frost is very funny in it. Um, is there only like three or four episodes or something? No, no, no. There's like eight episodes a season. Oh, did they do them? Well, they had to have been short. Um, I I don't know. Maybe they're half hour. I I don't know. Um, but it's also not in parts like it's 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 the kind of show where shit's always spiraling out of control. Okay. In like the lies and right, like police are catching up. They're catching on. This cop is catching on. And, and, and so they do something that makes things worse. You know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah. And they're always like one step ahead of the hammer dropping at all times. But interspersed with this, it's a comedy. It is a comedy. And there's lots of humor in it. And I really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was really fun, but also tiresome. Oh, really? Yeah, because it just they're so always, much. It's, they're, they're always like, 
on the brink of everything collapsing. So they're always like one step ahead doing one, the stupidest thing you could do. Right. You know, and there's like five characters that are all individually it like, unbeknownst to each other. Does it get you aggravated? Yeah. It does get you aggravated at times. Because there's like five different characters that all are involved, but mm-hmm. none of them know each other are involved, and they're all affecting the story in different ways. Yeah. So it sounds fun. I I liked it, and I really, really uh, disclaimer. I'm a huge fan of like that type of show, and I'm a huge fan of like Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. Yes. Um. So I mean, I'm kind of in the bag for stuff like that, and I also like BBC British shows. So do I. Um. So I really enjoyed it. Now the highlight of this show is in season one anyway is Don Johnson who plays he's in it the owner of the insurance company that Daniel Rupert Grint's character works for and he's an American and he is a billionaire okay and he is ridiculous like he's a bad person (laughs) like he makes sense says terrible things he like big game hunting you know everybody hates oh yeah kills lions he and then (laughs) There's a lot of things that happen with his character. Season two introduces his daughter, which I don't know if I'm right or not. I think it's Lindsay Lohan that plays his daughter. Um, yep, it is Lindsay Lohan. Plays his daughter that comes and takes over the company. Okay. And there's this other character. So he's a gamer. So he has this American friend that he games with all the time playing this game. Yeah. That he only knows via talking to him on a headset. But yeah. They're like friends. And so in season two, this guy shows up like on his doorstep and a lot of shit happens involved with that. So there's a lots of intrigue and lots of drama, but what also was this a lot on? of comedy. It's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. It was, I, I only saw it because it was like the number two show. Does it was like Bridgerton was one and this show was number does two. Does Netflix have like a soul, like, do they get all of the BBC shows? I think so, because they get Doctor Who. I think they must. Yeah. yeah. They must have some kind of a connection there. So I enjoyed it. I could recommend it. I definitely, I, I'm i glad I watched it. Hmm. There good. were some episodes of some seasons that felt like work to get through a little bit. Okay. Because I mean, it, you it, have that with everything. It is, it is such a madcap show yeah. that creates some frustration at times. I could see that. But, I mean, like I said, with any show you have... There are going to be episodes where you're like, all right. But that's the brilliance of taking that. And this is what Nick Frost and Simon Pegg do so brilliantly. Is Simon Pegg involved with this at all? I'm assuming he's He's a producer, writer in some capacity. He's not in the show, though. Okay. But I would assume. Um, I don't know that, though. And, yeah. So, anyway, the good part about it is those types of high-anxiety shows Mm -hmm. can really wear you down. But the injection of the comedy into it alleviates that a little alleviates bit. it and allows it to breathe a little bit. And that's what And there's gotta like be Shaun some... of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and those right. movies. They're very high anxiety. Hot Fuzz. That's the one yeah. I couldn't think of. They're high anxiety shows, but they have enough humor injected in there and it's it's smart humor. It is. It, there has to be something... I love the character Nick Frost plays. He plays this doctor who's incompetent doctor right. who's always kind of bumbling stuff up. But the way he chooses to uh, say his words, like it just <laughs> cracked, like he mispronounces words all the time. Like, for example, Daniel's always taking like, if they take an Uber, he's like, 
a Uber. <laughs> and coming from a doctor, that's what I think does it. Like him mispronouncing words as a doctor who you believe to be like. Oh, you don't believe him to be smart. Well, I know, but it just <laughs> the fact that he is a doctor, you hold him to a higher standard. So him doing that kind of stuff, you're like, what the heck? Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's a real bumbling idiot kind of character. But I liked it a lot. I think you would like it too. Hmm. I'll have to check it out for sure. So that's all I got. That's all I've been watching. Um, Yeah, that's everything I've been watching. I don't know when I'm going to start now. I need a new show to start now. I know. I need WandaVision. Which starts now. Yeah. I mean, tonight. Going to get into the one that David's been telling us to watch. Godless. That was on my list. And yeah, Raised by Wolves, I guess, is on my list. That looks way too intense. Yeah. I don't feel like I can even start that. It looks terrifying. And uh, my friend Vic, he threw me a bunch of shows that he's been watching that he really liked. So I'm going to check those out. I'll bring those up next week. I I don't remember any of them offhand. Okay. I really want to watch Supernatural, but I don't want to tie my life up. I don't. I don't want to watch it at all, (laughs) actually. Yeah. I'm sorry. So that's all I got for uh, episode 111. 111. Add five, and we're at six, six, six. <laughs> Jeez, that's five hundred fifty-five episodes. Yeah, we'll get there. That'll be what a couple years? A couple hundred years, yeah. No, fifty a year. Yeah, it'd be a while. It'd be like like ten, thirty years. Well, ten, ten years would be five hundred and twenty. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. you're right. So, like ten and a half years. We'll and then be there. you think about Joe Rogan having like two thousand or something. Yeah, but he did one every day. Yeah. So he's got three hundred and sixty five almost a year. All right, guys. So that's it. Uh hey, if you're online, uh thank you. Thank you for <laughs> sticking it out with us. Yeah, thanks for watching. For Snarf Talk this week, I've been Chris. I am Jerry. See ya. Bye.